so I can tell both of you a horror story. I know it's after Halloween, but I think I think you two both and many of our audience members can relate to this. There is nothing scarier monetary wise, maybe even work wise, than turning your computer on and it doesn't come on. Oh yeah. So I got up this morning and just a little a little dip in the personal life of Michael. Uh, I usually leave most of my shit on whatever I'm doing on my computer. I'll have like three or four VLC files up playing two best friends and or a podcast and or an anime or something. A, little, a couple sound menu things open so I can control my where my volume and sound where my where my audio is coming out of. I'll have Firefox up with some tabs. What I just usually just I leave my computer where it is, and all I do before I go to bed is just hit my sleep button, which puts it into sleep. I get up this morning and I have it set up to where all I got to do is hit a key or just move my mouse, and it wakes my computer up. I got a solid state drive, so it takes maybe maybe thirty seconds tops for my computer to go. Bam! I'm one hundred percent good to go. Maybe even twenty seconds, honestly. So I get up, I get in here, I move the mouse. I see and hear the computer do its thing. I grab my headset, turn it on, and I turn my TVs on. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing on the screens. Hmm. Okay. So I re- turn the TVs off. Turn them back on. Nothing. Check the inputs. Make sure that somehow, maybe in a drunken sleep stupor, I changed the inputs on my TV. Of course, I didn't. I left them where they were. Move the mouse around some more. I can see the light on my computer. I can hear the computer running. I even see a light on my video card. I know my video card is at least doing something. Nothing. All right. Okay, so what did I leave last night? Did I leave anything open or on my computer that I'm going to be pissed at if I lost? I didn't have any documents up or what the the first world problem for me typically if I if my computer just resets itself, which in in minutes it does every week. Just just randomly just shuts down, turns back on. Usually it's because, man, I've got a playlist of like, you know, 60-something Let's Plays open, and I forgot where I was at. So, so that's, that's my first world problem. I couldn't think of anything I was losing. I didn't have any podcast stuff up, of course. I just, I didn't have anything. I was like, all right, well, fuck it. Let's just turn the computer down, turn it off, turn it back on. I push the power button, nothing happens. Well, all right, so I hold the power button, and it reboots. It's, okay, all right, so, all right, just got to fucking pull the tabs back up on Firefox. Maybe I can pull, like, a recovery, and we have to... What was I watching last night? I don't remember. I damn sure don't remember where I was at, yada, yada. As I'm thinking all this, I'm watching, and the not even the boot menu's coming up on my computer. Not even the, st- the motherboard menu isn't even coming up. Okay, what the fuck? So I look, I again, I can see everything moving. I can hear everything that's supposed to be moving, moving. I can see lights on where there's supposed to be lights. I can hear, I heard, I heard the power source kick on. I heard the cooler kick on. I heard, I can, I heard and can see the video card on. Nothing. I wait for a minute. Nothing. I unplug the TVs and plug them back in. Nothing. I unplug the cord, the, the cables from the TVs to my computer, plug them back in. Nothing. This is not good. This is not good because I'm recording tonight. 
Luckily, I'll be recording at a later time than normal, so if I have to run somewhere and grab something, I can. I don't want to spend money. I don't have to, but I, I, I may have some time to go get a part. But then there's also troubleshooting without having your own computer, which means I'm doing it over my phone or on my laptop. Starting to get a little worried. Starting to get a little nervous and thinking what all it could be. It may, maybe it's the graphics card. Maybe. Uh, it shouldn't because it's fairly new. I don't think it's the power source. It's the PSU because shit is powering on. And usually if your PS, PSU's fried, you ain't getting shit. So I'm just mentally just thumbing through what it could be. Okay, I might have to drop like $300 on a fucking shitty graphics card or God forbid my solid state drive shit itself, which again, it shouldn't. It's a less than a year old. All right, what else can I do? What else can I do? All right, let's just try powering this thing down and just try to actually power it down. So I hold the power button again and it just resets it. Okay, that method doesn't work. Unplug the fucking power cable. So I just yank the power cable out. I'll wait about a minute. I plug it back in. I'm still thinking. I'm thinking how I can, how I can, maybe I should pull this component. Maybe I should do that. And again, mind you, this is in the morning. I gotta, I gotta be at work in less than an hour and I'm still fucking tired and it's just, ugh. So I turn the power. Uh, hit the power button again, and the fucking computer boots up like nothing ever happened. <laughs> not only, not only Chris did the did the computer boot up like nothing ever happened. Not only Adam did my did my fears fly away when the computer jumped back to when it when it just powered on. It powered on as if it as if the fucking sleep mode had been disengaged. My Firefox was open. My the sound things were open. All my VLC uh, windows were open. I removed power from this fucking computer, and it booted back up. Like, yeah, this is where you left off. I got some killer fucking memory in this computer, man. I'm telling you, that <laughs> blew my mind. What the fuck? Now I don't know what it was. I've never. I've like I said, my computer does this weird thing. I think it's a temperature thing, honestly. I'll notice if I have the heat on too long or if I don't have the AC on and it gets a little bit too hot in here, it will shut the fuck off and I have to wait for it to cool down. This, I don't think I've ever had this happen before. This was completely new and it blew my mind how I physically pulled the cable from the computer and let it sit. I thought I remember reading somewhere that when you do that, it, uh, it resets the memory period or something. I don't, I don't know. But I plugged it back in, turned it on. It was like, oh, yeah, this is where he was, right? Cool. Keep on. So. I think you may have entered into the Twilight Zone there for a second. I think I did. And it just spit you out. It's like, ah, I'm not fucking with the dude today. I'm tired. Yeah, I can't handle this shit. It's like, it's fucking Friday. I'm done. I'm done. You just but, quit early that day. But again, I emphasize... And I'd like I'd like to know if either one of you have a story that's kind of like that that moment of going, I think my computer's fucked. Oh, yeah. oh I had that I had time. that moment, but my computer was actually fucked. I've that gotten too. better <laughs> at it over. I've gotten real better at it over the years. Uh, I think Adam, you have you maybe have seen some, and I know I've told Chris about it a few times, but I have an embarrassing amount of fucking hard drives in this house now, and. All my shit is saved. So if my computer were to die, right? Like if I've had hard drives die four or five separate times in my life, if this hard drive just shits itself, it's it, it's going to be more of a pain in the ass than a problem. You're because not. I'm just going to go. You're not I'm the guy that kicks his tires when it comes to hard drive. You're not that guy. You're the guy that has like an entire set 
with rims and all, sitting beside his driveway, ready to replace one should he find a flat in the morning. Well, yes and no, <laughs> because you. not kicking my tires would mean that I wouldn't save anything or wouldn't back anything up. I back up my system, I back up my OS, and I back up my files, mm-hmm. but there's some stuff you still just can't back up if your hard drive dies like i have it's a it's a one terabyte solid state drive close to seven or eight hundred gigs of that alone is just games downloaded from steam so if this hard drive dies it's more of the pain in the ass that i have to go back through steam through steam's interface and steam's fucking what two kilobyte an hour download limit and re-download and reinstall every single game on top of reinstalling all the programs that i use on top of resetting all the windows settings the way i want it and configuring firefox the way i want it and configuring vlc the way i want it and it's more of a pain the ad. back in the day before i really got hardcore about saving shit if i lost a hard drive and i have it was gone i have lost a two terabyte drive before no sorry a 500 gigabyte was one of the first ones that ever died on me and i lost pictures of my grandmother i can never get back like i lost family shit that i will never i could never access again i could have in retrospect because we all know that clean clean room clean rooms exist and if you don't know what that is depending on the type of hard drive you have you can send your hard drive off to a company and they say hey you give us like 500 bucks and we will put a technician or two on this and copy the most important data for you i didn't know about that back in the yeah i didn't know about that back in the day when this happened and it just i dump the drive and it's just it is what it is today nah if my drive dies i've got a backup sitting right next to it nah bitch you ain't done you go over to his house you open up the fridge half of it's fucking hard drives you go over to the toaster yeah. and there's hard drives in the toaster i have i have backups of my backups now like I, I've, it's gotten to that level like i don't i don't want this shit to be lost again so what about you two? Chris, tell me a story of a time where you like shit yourself because your shit was gone. So I was actually going to bring this up uh, last week and I forgot about it, but I love this gen of consoles. Yeah. So I was having some, uh, some lights flickering the other day, and I'm sure you both know how well that goes with electronics. Um and I have stuff on surge protectors, but still, you know, uh, stuff happens regardless. I go to load up my Xbox, my Xbox One, and I'm like, all right, it's not turning on. Okay. I- I've been through this before, so this particular time it didn't, you know, really get to me. But I was like, all right, I'll go unplug the power cord. Wait a second. Plug it back in. Hey, it booted right up. Same thing happened to my PS4 last week. Wouldn't boot up. Okay, let me unplug the power cord. Plug it back in, no problem. It's really the computer that <laughs> is the final one that has me worried every time it happens. We'll have the uh, power flickering on and off, like repeatedly. So I'll have to keep the computer shut down because I have them set to auto power back on if they if the power cuts off and then back on. Because usually it's down for a while, and when it comes back on, it's fine. But uh, I'll have to manually shut them down. You know they make those battery bank surge protectors? Yeah. 15 to 30 minutes of power in case, like, you have an interruption. Yeah, I was actually thinking about, I actually was looking at the prices for some actual uh, ups 
UPSs mm-hmm. for uh, my computer, <clears throat> at least my main computer. I think I'm getting smaller ones uh, for some of the other hardware, just enough to kind of prevent that from happening. Uh, not really worry about being able to save stuff before uh, it dies, but just Prefer having enough time to shut it down. Computer. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what happened to me. No, nah, good, good segue. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I had I, where I live. There's you know storms all the time. We get it gets summertime. Guess what? Electrical storms every other day. Every usually in the afternoon. And uh, so I'm you know I had a night where you know I didn't end up getting on the computer much, and I was just kind of chilling out. We had a uh, we had a blackout. It lasted for thirty seconds. <laughs> You know, he's like, oh, man, the power's mm-hmm. out. Oh, let me go find a flashlight. And before I could take 10 steps, the damn power's back on. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, you know, it's, it's whatever. I didn't feel like playing my PC right then. Didn't think nothing of it. Come back from work the next day. Fire up my PC. You know what I get? I get, like, this weird sound. And then, slowly, my computer, like, as it goes through the BIOS, it's like green, 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 red. Little did I know, I had my shit, uh, my two hard drives that I had, they were RAID. So mm-hmm. that saves half the data on one hard drive and half the data on the other. Mm-hmm. And it it's like, it's not like, okay, well, one file goes left, one file goes right, one file goes left, one file goes, no. It's half this file goes left, half the other file goes right. Half mm-hmm. the file goes left, half the file goes right. So every you lost, fucking when you lose you still lose it all one hard drive failed all that shit was gone that was wow. the beginning of my problem <laughs> oh no you see i've diagnosed this problem and i went fuck so went to the store got me some new hard drives sighed heavily at the loss of all my data mm-hmm. put it back in computer work for three days Oh, man. That's bad. See, that already makes it bad because you're like, oh, all right, well, that was a shitty situation, but it's over. I'm back to normal again. Whew, let's hope that doesn't happen for another three years. And then three days later, uh-oh. So, oh, so we're so my hope is gone again. Okay. The, uh, the computer starts not booting up at all, not even the BIOS. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> this is, this is kind of fucky. The hell? Click, 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 click. Check power cord. Check the power plug. Check all that. Every single wire. Nope. Good. Maybe the power supply died. New power supply. Wait three days. Put the power supply in. Doesn't do anything. Huh. Well, shit. Do the test incorrectly on the power supply. Figure the power supply's bad. Send the power supply back. Wait three days. Get a new power supply. (laughs) Try that one. Doesn't work either. Reread the instructions oh. on how to test power supply, figure out that the power supply is just fine. This is killing me. Look over to the motherboard. Stare. Stare. <laughs> Shake my head. Nah, it couldn't be. Nah, it couldn't be. Remove individual components, install them on a different motherboard. Kind of works. Not really. <laughs> Graphics card is dead. <laughs> what mm. the fuck? Motherboard is also dead. Find entire new computer part by part. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just say, I didn't even trust the RAM. Man. I threw the fucking RAM out, bought new RAM. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, you know what? If the man. RAM is shorted, fuck it. 
I'm not even, I'm not even yeah. risking it. So there's no piece I of this assume. computer that is part of that. But let me tell you, made a mistake cleaning not but six months ago. Blew out the video card that I bought that day. Holy shit. Yep. How did you do that? I'm thinking that I got you- fucky with the uh, compressed air. I mm-hmm. was really trying to be careful with it. Cause I always start from the top down. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that something must have happened because a couple days after I cleaned it, one of the fans on the GPU stopped working. Mm-hmm. And when that stopped, yeah. it wasn't but just a couple days later and the entire graphics card died. Now I'm on a backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got that nice 1050 Ti. Oh, yeah, that Ti is the only thing that makes it like not completely shit. I've but also it's completely couple- shit. I've had a couple embarrassing times where uh, I have I have a really awesome friend. Uh, he's basically my uh, uh, Dark Knight. Who was it that Bruce Wayne had as the guy that invented everything? I really appreciate Shit. you saying this kind of stuff about me. <laughs> I, well, no, Alfred <laughs> didn't invent the stuff. It was it was the Morgan Freeman played him anyway. He's that guy for me. And he's always done, at least for the past 10, 15 years, he's either built my computers or he's suggested uh, things to improve it. Like, I was thinking about dropping money this last time and just getting a hold of the computer. He's like, no, man, put a solid-state drive in there, get a better graphics card. It's all you need. And I'll be fucking, damn, it's all I needed. Mm-hmm. But it's also been, thanks to the thanks to the awesome power of Google and YouTube, Probably a good ninety-five percent of anything that ever does go wrong with my computer, I fix on my own. I've done all kind of crazy shit that I've never would have thought to do back in the day, like you know, fucking with my registry or doing shit from the from the from the boot menu, just all kind of weird stuff. But if it ever gets to a point where there's multiple colors and lots of numbers and shit that I just don't know <laughs> and I'm scared to fuck with it, I call him up and go, "Hey, man." Can I bring my computer to your house and look at it? He's like, yeah, man, fucking bring it on by. I got you covered. And there's been at least two occasions where I've done that. And when I got my computer back, it's like, man, I've got to know. Because I searched everywhere and I couldn't figure it out. He goes, you're not going to believe it, but your computer was just dirty. I was like, oh, God, it's so fucking embarrassing, man. He's like, yeah, all I did was clean it out, man. That's all I did. This was stopping, which caused this to stop, which was calling, causing this to not work. And all I did was knock the dirt loose. And it's like, oh, he's like, but it's okay. Because me and my dad own a business and we do this shit for a living. And if you think your computer's bad, buddy, you know those pictures you see online of like people bringing their computers in and it's like somebody dumped the dirt in the computer? We get shit like that. And they're like, yeah, it's not working. It's like, no shit. <laughs> Sprays it out with the pressure washer. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is a, uh, that, I called that same guy after you recommended him up. That's a, oh, when, yeah, yeah, in that yeah. last situation. About, mm-hmm. about a quarter of the way into it, me and him started fucking going over through it. And that's how we did the, the troubleshooting and diagnosis. Is it was like, mm-hmm. you know, one thing was wrong. He's actually the one that showed me that the actual uh, power supply, was, I was testing it incorrectly because I'm a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, so, you know what? You know what? All this, you, can, all this, you can go ahead and clip that and save that. Oh, Great. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. 
And I'm Adam. And uh, we're going to start this episode off right. We're going to get into a well, actually. Now, Adam discovered this along with me. And uh, this is a this is a long time overdue. This is a long time coming. This is going to be episode one seventy eight nine. I honestly forget this. This will be an actual episode. But back in episode one, that's right, folks. Back in episode one, and for the for the keen listeners out there, that was kind of technically the second episode. But we don't talk about we don't talk about we don't talk about episode zero around. If you did, you'd have to do it like R two D two. Somebody (laughs) will be if you were to repeat the stuff that came out of it. You know, as much shit as I give you on episode zero, I I do have to admit when I listen to it, there are large chunks where it's like, yeah, and then then you know we were playing. The, uh, 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 it's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, it was like, oh god, yeah. Uh, so we were listening to episode one for a reason I'm about to get into in a second, but we were listening through it and I made a grave error. I don't know what I was thinking. There's no way to justify it, but I said that Final Fantasy VII was four discs long. It is not. Final Fantasy VII is most definitely three. I think Final Fantasy VIII is four discs, and I think nine as well is four discs. But seven is definitely three. So shame on you, Michael. That was a not perfect podcast, and this is this is it's obviously all your fault. That's right. Another reason why I'm bringing this up is well, it's definitely topical for the episode we're going to have today. Uh, so maybe I'll save that. Maybe I'll save that toward the end. But uh, I'll, I'll just make an announcement about a, 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 a most definite future episode we're going to be having on this podcast. <laughs> uh, aside from episode one, uh, Chris and Adam, were there any well actually we can think of from last episode? I didn't get any emails, and I can't think of any on spot corrections. Nope. Yeah, so another another never perfect podcast for you uh, fine folks out there from Adam I guess, and Chris. I guess and the myself. streak You're isn't technically welcome. broken since yeah, you know yeah. that one was you know way before the first. Well, actually. <laughs> yeah you're so, right yeah so <laughs> to the audience as usual you're welcome for the awesome <laughs> content the awesome perfect content we put out and uh yeah so uh before we roll in the weeks uh any news things i have yep. i do have all right i have one uh i want to talk about the uh x018 event i don't know if you guys check this out but microsoft had a I guess it's their kind of version of a Nintendo Direct, but it's the Microsoft version. Uh, I don't know how many they've done. I don't know how new this thing is, but I checked it out. I uh, Full disclosure, I watched it through the Easy Allies, so I was kind of getting their reaction at the same time. But I'm well in my ability to get my own thoughts and feelings while I'm watching somebody else. It's more like just like a couch scenario for me i'll tell you now as far as the games and the announcements nothing really stuck out to me it's most of the stuff i already knew they were definitely trying to push that xbox live or that new xbox uh whatever subscription thing that they're doing Mm -hmm. don't know what it is don't really care because i have no intent on getting on getting it but i'll tell you this so i am now i'm find myself in a very weird middle ground with this with this uh event i 
thought the event itself was done very good. Chris, remember how when we watched uh, E3 this year, we felt that the Xbox presentation was very good compared to Sony's. Well, I got that same vibe off of this show. I just felt like the the humor landed for me when they wanted it to. The, hey, we get it. The, hey, we're in the know uh, points kind of stuck pretty good so i was feeling pretty good about the show meh about the games and the announcements mm-hmm. i think the only announcement that really blew me away and this was probably known way before this event i can't believe i didn't notice it but there is going to be a special weapon in devil may cry 5 he's going to have the mega buster as a special weapon it might be like a dlc weapon and it's it's gimmicky, yeah, but it's fucking cool. The mm-hmm. new game, the the new Devil May Cry with a new sleeker style Dante and Nero, he's gonna have a Mega Buster as a weapon. When he dodges, when he evades, he does the Mega Man slide to evade. Come a little shit like that. <laughs> Come on, I'm all over that. So I was cheering. I'm sure that shit was announced two weeks prior on Kotaku, but I thought that was cool. Yeah, I like to see those but, little nods they throw in there. They had the uh, they had the Mega Buster in uh, Dead Rising too didn't they sure did you know they did you know they did so, you're telling me how you got it and oh yeah, yeah. so i mean i love when they they kick back like that and make self-references yes yes especially when it's not fucking hokey you know they, it they was, did a street fighter reference in Mega Man. so sure did sure again so the middle ground that i find myself with this with this uh show is that apparently it bombed for a lot of people they didn't like it and they thought the opposite of me they were like yeah they were that i heard myself through other people when i didn't agree with what they were saying they were like yeah they were really trying to they were really trying to have like the i get it attitude and trying to act like they were hip within the in the know and it just didn't work and i was like shit it worked for me <laughs> i i like the presentation this is the second consecutive xbox uh presentation where i watched and was like yeah it's you know bravo bravo now if only you guys had enough solid games it'd be even better but you know it is what it is uh i thought about taking notes through the conference i really did but i didn't i just didn't see enough to to wow me i'm there may have been one or two other things uh believe it or not the minecraft presentation there's uh some uh cats and cats and pandas expansion coming out <laughs> and i was like ah who the fuck come on is minecraft really a thing uh, it is most definitely still oh, a yeah. thing but the way that they presented the expansion was like little like uh paper craft puppets very good humor it, it it was it was really well done and i was laughing my ass off during it uh i will not get the expansion i don't i don't care about minecraft that much but i thought that was pretty good it was just another thing in this in this co- press conference that uh I dug so, yeah. yeah. Check it out. I mean, XO eighteen two thousand eighteen Microsoft's conference. Uh, I, I I enjoyed watching it. Speaking of uh, Microsoft versus Sony, now you mentioned how they blew them out of the water at last year's E three. Did you hear the news? Mm-hmm. What Appar- news would that be? Apparently, Sony is not going to be at next year's E three. Yeah, I think I think we were hearing about it that either last week or the week before. Yeah, and they see. Uh, okay 
<laughs> I like, mean, Nintendo didn't show up to theirs for a long time, so but they also did. I don't know if they're going to supplement it and have their own like side conference, but yeah. they just put balls on the table and said, "Hey, folks, we do not feel we have enough content out there to make a conference, and we're not going to make shit for conference, so we're just not going to be there." Okay, well, 2019 will be forever known as the year Sony gave up. <laughs> I would be pissed off if I didn't already have Bloodborne and didn't already have God of War and didn't already have Spider-Man and didn't already have this. They're just tapped out. And, I mean, if they're working on other games and they're just they don't have enough to show right now, cool. Keep working on it. Don't give me don't give me bullshit. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, they're like we're not going to have a conference because we don't want to talk about Final Fantasy VII remake. We'll be back oh, then. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Kingdom Hearts three is yes. out. We got nothing else to talk about until then, yep. so we're just we're just not going to deal God. with it. We're betting all, everything on Square. Just, just <laughs> please save us. Yep. It's funny you mentioned uh, Final Fantasy, Chris. I don't know yeah. if this is part of the news you were going to talk about, but uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. And Adam, I don't know if you've heard this news because uh, you're a shitlord that doesn't read video Fuck game you. news. But Fuck you. <laughs> but. Fuck, fuck you. So, uh, Chris, remind me, because you know I don't have a memory, even if you told me yesterday, did, did you play Final Fantasy XV? Fifteen, yeah. Did you play it all the way through? Nope. Okay. Uh, I know Adam didn't, because he's always a shitlord, and I didn't play it because I don't care to play it. But the news is, uh, there is supposedly there's supposed to be more Final Fantasy 15 DLC coming out. If I'm understanding it correctly, I may have a character off here and there, but there are four main characters in Final Fantasy 14, four main bros, four main dudes, and there was supposed to be a separate DLC to expand on every dude. Every guy was supposed right. to get his own little side content. Mm -hmm. There have been two that are released, mm -hmm. and as of I think about a week ago, less than a week ago, the rest of the DLC is not coming right. because the guy that was behind Final Fantasy 15 blew his middle fingers and said, I'm gone. I'm well, gone. well, actually, I, I did say that like an episode or two ago. <laughs> so a lot of I don't I wouldn't even say there's a lot of controversy around it. It's more like the, the world is taking it as a. Oh, well, it sucks, man. Yeah, uh, this and then, I don't feel that. This doesn't have the weight of, by the way, Final Fantasy VII Remake, folks, yeah, we're about three quarters through and we're not making it. That's, you don't <laughs> have that level. No, the uh, the guy who's working on Kingdom Hearts 3 right now is actually the one that's going to be doing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. And that, yeah. I guess, he say, whenever he gets asked about it, he says, I'm finishing Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. And uh, the weird way they, they announced that, though, they did like a live stream. Yeah, and they did and like a live stream, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." By the way, I'm I'm fucking quitting, and uh, I'm quitting, and all that DLC's canceled, and uh, we're not putting this out in a press release. I just wanted to do a live stream so I could see your reaction scrolling yep. down the fucking thing. Fuck you. No, I didn't do and that. It's but, so you know. it's so sad to hear it. Honestly, it really is. Regardless of what I feel about fifteen. That's the what I even 
my feelings aside, I look at 15 where it came from, it being what was the original title, like 13, 13 verses, verses or something. Yeah. yeah. And so he came into that project and just swooped it up and said, I'm going to fix this. It may not be perfect, but I'm going to fucking make something out of this. The same fucking way Yoshi P did with Final Fantasy 14. Just swooped in and said, guys, give it to me. Give the range to me. I'll fix it for you. The difference is Yoshi P is still here. Matter of fact, 14 has another expansion recently released and it's still trucking. So whatever the fuck via sales or popular opinion or him being burnt out or maybe the way he was treated in the company, I don't, we don't really know. But he said, yeah, I'm bowing. Peace out, y'all. So now the big table question is, when's Final Fantasy 16 coming? Who's going to be directing Final Fantasy 15? Who's going to be the guy behind it? Well, Final I Fantasy 16 that. is probably going to be Final Fantasy 7 Remake. I don't know, man. I, I get that know. feeling. I get the feeling they're pouring it. They've, you know, they did say that they were going to concentrate on putting out AAA titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you look at it, the next thing up is Kingdom Hearts 3, which is ridiculously highly anticipated. It's been, yeah. And so is the Final Fantasy VII remake. If they're concentrating, they've got uh, they've got their other AAA games such as Just Cause and uh, Tomb Raider and stuff like that that they could also push yeah. out. Why would they create a new Final Fantasy if they've got all this on their plate? Yeah, well, I think the I, I think it's also go ahead, Chris, <laughs> go ahead. They, they but keep in mind they just came out with a new Just Cause. They just came out with a new Tomb Raider. So uh, I get what you're saying, but I don't think those will be a factor. I think it's just the fact that Kingdom Hearts is wrapping up. Uh, 15, I don't know. I need to go and actually do some research on what kind of sales it had because it seems like it sold good but was poorly received. You know, the hype train got the sales, but then content sucked. Um, Mm -hmm. But it would make sense that with how anticipated the 7 remake is that they would switch focus to that. And not worry about sixteen until afterwards because they need to, you know, I mean, if one they, at they a time. Pump out a Final Fantasy that everybody's looking for. If if they come out with Final Fantasy sixteen, it could be the shit. It could be. Mm-hmm. But if it's not that Final Fantasy seven remake, if that shit's still not out yet, there yeah. will be a yeah. fucking riot. Yeah. See something <laughs> to, something to consider as of right as 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 of this episode. So mid mid November two thousand eighteen. There may be super sleuths out there that I am not. Chris may know, even Adam may know, but I have not seen anything, even a demo of what could be a Final Fantasy 16. Compare that to what 14 was. Compare that to what 15 was. The reason why people can have a producer's name, the reason why people know that Yoshi, Yoshi P came in and saved the day was because 14 started and and fell to garbage and then he had to come in and fix it same thing with 15 it was it, it was either not received or there was inner turmoil and it was a mess and somebody came and fixed it right now we don't even have anything for a 16 so if they've been working on this for if they've been working on 16 as another project for the past i don't know year three four we don't know maybe they've learned lessons with these previous games of going hey here's what we got by the way we are no where not only are we nowhere near finished we got some shit going on inside the company so uh, right now we have nothing we, have no, we know seven remake is 
coming unless the fucking company burns down. I mean, that is a, that is a golden ticket out of out of something, and they're using it. We're getting that remake. But I just, I, let's, let's sidebar about this remake for a second. What what are okay. you looking for out of this out of this remake? This is for them this not is to I fuck want. it up. Yes. I mean, what this is, is what define I, the parameters of not I'm gonna tell fucking you. it up? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. And you can almost translate this when I talk about the same, when I talk about taking a video game and making it into a movie. Final Fantasy VII, you have the fucking game there. You have, in a non in, in a non powerhouse way, you have about 60, 65, 70 hours worth of story gameplay. Take that. Take that fucking graphics meter and bump it up by like three graphics cards. It, I don't need voice acting, but they're going to do it. I just feel they're going to do it. The cutscenes are already there. Just redirect them and produce them better, but keep the fucking game there. If anything, take the script and maybe clean clean the translation up a bit. Clean the story <laughs> up a bit. What I don't want is to go in and completely rewrite it. You know, I, I like... I want Sephiroth to still go down to the basement. I want that scene, Adam, where he's in the basement. But I want his, I want his detail. I want to see the, the the hair strands and and see the detail of his cloak and his sword hanging to the side. But I want to see the anguish and what the fuck look on his face as he's holding books in his hand, flipping through pages, going. Holy shit. I want to see that. I don't want that to be told another way. However, they would fuck it up that I don't want that. I, feel- I want them to take the game and just remaster it, but not re not overhaul it. So you didn't want you don't want a remake. You want a remaster. Because a, yes. a remake is going to be okay, you see the same scene, but you see it from a different angle. And see now that something else too. I, I'm only saying that from I'm only saying that from the the story and the cinematics. The battle system is going to be different. We uh-huh. already know that, and I'm fine with the battle system being different. With some caveats, it's cool to have the new battle system the way that sort of looks the way 15 does. But you better fucking have the material system in there. Oh yeah, and it better not be hokey either. Like not a weapon that has a gl- a globe on it and the globe is static and it has I, no. Nobody, keep, keep that. Nobody wants to play Dance Dance Revolution in Final Fantasy VII. Nobody wants to, <laughs> you know. Nobody wants you to take your dog shit other battle system from your less fucking popular game and shove that into the, mm-hmm. the better game. You know? I'll tell you a question. I'll, I'll pose a question to you two since you put me on the spot. Well, you put both of us on the spot, really. But somebody asked me a question uh, last year. I forget who it was. Uh, I'm sorry, friend. It might it might have been Mike. It might, I don't I forget. But they were like, you know, with this remake, let me ask you this. So when you're playing Final Fantasy VII, what changed about your character in battle with your equipment? So well, your your weapons. That's really it. He said, okay. If Final Fantasy VII gets remade, how would you feel about them changing the the armor? Like, what would you feel? 
And honestly, to tell you the, tell you the both, Chris and Adam, I actually don't know how I'd feel about that. I'm so used to playing Final Fantasy VII, like the 10, 15 times of my life I played it, I still always see Cloud with that blue coat on and the fucking mm-hmm. red shoulder pad. I always see Eris with that pink gown on. No matter what they have, they keep the same. So how would you two feel about them saying, hey, if you got a claw thing, it's a claw thing, but if you got the platinum platinum thing, it's a platinum. Like, how would you feel if they actually changed the armor in the game i think i'd be completely okay with accessory type things you know the hairpins the bangles stuff like that i think when you get into actually changing their outfit that's where it'd be kind of iffy it would depend on how they pulled it off they could totally do something badass i could see them pulling some fan service shit on there and it being completely like off-putting and uh, it's just I I don't know I, I see like Tifa popping up in a bunny outfit now, and that's just not <laughs> oh, gonna find. That's like oh look at this hidden outfit for Tifa, and it's like oh yay. And you're not wrong. Yeah. That's the be- that's you the see- worst part is you're staying that, but it's not even a joke. That's something that could actually happen. This is something else that hasn't been uh, brought up that I, I'll I'll bring up. Think about think about where we are with a remake scenario. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy specifically. So Final Fantasy 3 got a remake. I'll give you that. It got a 3D remake. But let's be clear here. Final Fantasy 3 not equal sign Final Fantasy 7. I do not have numbers in front of me to see how Final Fantasy 3 compared to Final Fantasy sales in Japan or around or nationally. I don't know. All I know is they don't they're not on the same level. Right. Uh, they're, they're, w- the point I'm making here is there have been a couple remakes in the Final Fantasy world. Uh, Square has made a couple remakes, period. But it's really hard for me to completely rule out what they will and won't do because back in the day when... I, I know it's not the exact same. I'm just I'm trying my best to make a good comparison. Imagine when Metroid went from Super Metroid to Metroid Prime. You were like, what? First person? Fuck no. But... They overhauled the entire thing and made it different. Now, I hear you now. That's not a remake, Michael. Okay, okay. Remake is. Resident Evil remake is. They took Resident Evil 1 and said, oh, so much is brand spanking new. We are basically rewriting this game, but we're keeping the actual genuine spirit true. Here's my problem. Turned out great. So, well, I, I know that's what I'm saying. The problem is, this is Final Fantasy fucking seven. No, this is not a half baked throwaway RPG. This is a worldwide icon. So, if you come in and just take all the ingredients that made this good, the materia and the weapons and the story of Sephiroth and the Cosmo Canyon and and the gold saucer, and you take all that shit and shake it up and then just throw it and get something new, you are playing with fucking dynamite, Square. I really, really hope you're the, not the, doing the that. The problem, the problem is not that it's Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII can be redone easily, I think, as long as you have the spirit, you have a true, knowledgeable like fan of the series, and it's done in such a way. It's like, oh man, what would I really like to see out of this? The problem is the person doing the remake. Adam, I'll, I'll agree that it's not the problem, but you can't say it's not a problem. Uh, no, no, I'm if saying... Final Fantasy I'm saying, VII got remade, and it's now a fucking sports simulator, buddy. That's a problem. Well, so that, as long as... Is, that, I, my, the my, fact, my remake had some the, asterisks on there that as long as it stayed faithful to the source material, 
here's my problem. With Square, they have a track record of me remaking games. Badly. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, do they? Chrono Trigger. Yeah, Final uh, Fantasy oh. Tactics. I but mean, see, you know. Chrono, Chrono Trigger, the, the whatever that one was, that was more like a re-release that got shit added to it. Correct. I'm talking about them going from one generation to three generations when, down the when road. When they bumped up, they did remake, uh, they did remake Final Fantasy Tactics. They completely yeah. overhauled it. It had cutscenes now. It had yeah. changed mechanics. It had uh, it had add you know new tie-ins to so new games and stuff like that. I, I just everything they did, like the entire feeling of a character was changed. Not once, yeah. but twice, multiple times. They've gone okay. Let's just put a little spin on this, and now that spin just yeah. completely. It's like when. Uh, when George Lucas went back and changed the Greedo scene, you know, mm-hmm. it went from hand shot first to now, okay, well, now he's defensively reacting and his head moves really weird and he dodges his first shot. Yeah, no, that that completely ruins your outlook on the character from there on out. And it looks kind of hacked in when done wrong. Um, I, I look I at it like- and that's my that's my biggest fear is the. They won't take and that that comes directly from the idea that they don't take the source material as sacred. Yeah, well, I'm I I, I feel that too, and I think everyone has been in a perpetual breath hold since the remake was announced. But I think a little bit of that kind of went away when we saw that first trailer. You know, when we heard that remastered music and we saw Cloud with with the proper design, his sword wasn't fucking stupid crazy. He didn't have a new outfit on. His hair wasn't different. I mean, you saw what you needed to see. Now, that was a, what, Chris, like a two-minute, three-minute trailer compared to a 70-plus-hour RPG. I get it. There's still plenty of opportunity for them to fuck up. The question then on the table is, do we have enough square, do we have enough faith in Squaresoft today, speaking of Final Fantasy, that they can take this behemoth worldwide phenomenon and not fuck it up? I don't know. See, Go ahead. I don't have, I never really had any concern graphically how it looked. That's never been a problem to me because I know they can put out some great looking stuff. Um, I'm concerned with mechanics changes. I don't want a battle system like 15. That already annoys me if it's going to be like 15 because I don't like 15's battle system. It's one of the reasons I didn't finish playing it. Um, but yeah, if they touch materia, if they change that system. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, material it's is kind of integral to the story too yeah, yeah it's going to yeah. be very very I, I I don't know of any change they can make to material system that I'd be okay with I mean I'm sure no, they could it, come up with something but I, I can't think of anything and even if it's not the material system you know if if we get Tifa in the party and she doesn't have the fucking roulette system for the limit break if the limit breaks they better be there yeah. and if she doesn't have that that's a problem if Reeve doesn't have the fucking slot machine if it, it's just there yeah. there are things about that that I can grant you you could take 
the way it's done and do it different, but you still need to have them there as part of the the keeping the core. But we we're not on a fucking panel though. There's not a five billion person table where Square is going, hey, you guys need to let us know what you're okay with. Just like any other game that comes out in this nature, they're doing this on their own. And we have to have faith in them <laughs> that they're going to keep the spirit of this game true. Right, as long while as they can keep it 85%, 85% true to the source, then it should be okay as long as they yeah. don't corrupt it at, by changing the ending. Eris gets revived. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. What? You know, we should we should we should take bets amongst ourselves. Uh, I don't know if we have time to do it today, but I'd love to take bets on you know how how much longer do you think those key scenes are going to be? You know how how much longer is the scene where Eris dies going to be? Now, how so much uh, now all of a sudden it's a quick time event. <laughs> oh oh oh! <laughs> you could parry you could parry Sephiroth oh, all the way stop. down. That's no. like that's like the the difference. That's how you keep her alive. Press X to save Eris. Are you kidding? Sh- oh, you can, you Adam, can, you can press X to You're- save her. Or press Y to pay respects. Why do we let him on here? <laughs> oh God! Somebody right now is listening to this in SquareSoft, and they have spit their coffee everywhere, and they're <laughs> frantically unlocking their phone to dial their executive and go quick time events. <laughs> Oh God, Adam! Oh, man. <laughs> please tell us tell us about your week before you destroy more dreams and hopes. Please. Oh man, I had a uh, I had a couple of things that I did. One is uh <clears throat> got a little bit farther on all those animes I've been telling you about. A little mm-hmm. bit farther. This uh, I picked up an entirely new one. Um, <clears throat> This was uh, Seven Deadly Sins. I read the manga a little bit. Thought it was okay. Picked up the anime. And I just, you know, oh, man. It was it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I really? saw they, I saw the only reason I picked up the anime was because I saw on Netflix they had a new season out. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, they've already, they're already on the third season? Well, shit, let's see where they're at, in the, you know, compared to the manga. The second season is four fucking episodes long. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, the first first season is like twenty four. I was like, Jesus, that's gonna be here forever. This is as uh, in oh oh, you mean as in completed four episodes? Yeah. Wow. So I was like, twenty four episodes of the first season. All right, settling for the second season. We got a lot of episodes. What four? Wow. Now I'm on season three. I'd have been really pissed when season two came out, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad I missed it. Um, so. Yeah, I uh, I've been catching up on that. I haven't completely gotten through it yet, but it's like so far it's pretty good, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> other than that, I did play uh, played a little bit more War Thunder. They just added their naval battles in, so yeah, that's yeah. uh that's been interesting. They've got mechanics in there for repairing the ship while fighting a fire, while you know pumping out all the water that's rushing in there and trying to keep the the buoyancy level level from getting critical and they they had to add a whole lot more stuff after uh they put in ships because ships have you know you think of like a world war ii battleship has like a, about 50 million freaking guns on it 
Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to control all of those simultaneously, and there's no way they'd all be firing at one thing. So they put AI, different little AIs to control each gun. So like they'll be shooting at airplanes and other ships simultaneously while you're you're controlling like the big six inch guns and pointing them at what you want to destroy. And combat in air battles, you know, you, you usually engage from like two kilometers out. Tank battles, you have eh, two to six. Freaking ships are like horizon. Yeah, it's yeah. like wow. It's like let me shoot 10k. Oh, I just barely missed him. It took me like took like 10 seconds for the rounds to get there. <laughs> so wow. uh, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of like you know gambling. Every time you you take a shot, you're like, oh, let me lead him by this much. Boom! You see some rounds splash beside him. You're like, ah. Oh. Maybe I adjusted too much on that last shot. Let me adjust back. Boom. And then the shot that you had fired originally comes back and it's like, oh, I hit him. Well, fuck. Shouldn't have readjusted. Yeah. So <laughs> every three shots, you get to see where, you know, that first shot that you took landed. Uh, it's it, but it's pretty, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and they have like the little small torpedo boats trying to, you know, weave in between and out of the, uh, nice in between. They're nice. trying to capture the points in like the little atolls and stuff like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. the battleships are just having it out and just murdering the hell out of the little PT boats whenever they come too close to the open water. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's fun. You have the little torpedo dive bombers and stuff like that doing their kamikaze thing. Overall, uh, I think it was a good addition. It, uh, it kind of rounds it out. So now there's land, air, and sea, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. next will be space. Yep, space. <laughs> They've already got <laughs> that with the Spitfire because everybody calls them space, space fires. Yeah, mm. space force, space shuttle door gunner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so been been cracking out on that a little bit. Uh, I tried to uh, get back into Pathfinder Kingmaker, and as soon as I went to click it. I noticed it was updating, and then I went and looked oh, at the wow. I went and looked at the updates. And let me just go ahead and pull this up for you, oh, just, boy. just so you can just so you can get an idea of how how many freaking update notes this last patch had, and why <laughs> people are upset. But they had things in there that were just it was like how did this game release in this state? You know, oh, man. it was it was bad. Uh, we had, uh, there were things like, um, this spell now works. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, well, it didn't work before, like at all, you know? Wow. It's like, holy shit. Uh, you know, they're all, they're already on patch 1.1a and this game has been out for less than a month. Uh, man. Yeah. Or about a month, maybe a month and a half, but, uh, Let's see. Wait, wait, here's one of them. <laughs> Wild Hunt Scimitar didn't have a name. Resolution fixed. <laughs> uh, Ring of Circumstances was given plus one bonus to saving throws instead of its actual mechanics. Fixed. Oh, wow. <laughs> Go, scrolling down half the page, Chaos Hammer Enchantment could not work with other weapons and its buff duration was wrong. Resolution. Now it only <laughs> works with this weapon. It's just weird weird uh so you know they they this thing was a shit show coming out the door i'm still like that was my that was my whole reason for putting off mm-hmm. you know after i originally started and saw what was going on uh, it was 
this game did not release at at all whole. So once I saw the the size of that patch note and I realized that they were still fixing stuff like that, you know, it wasn't like some small graphical error or some obscure thing, you know, some obscure set of events that causes some weird glitch somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was like, this fucking thing just doesn't work. Wow. <laughs> it's like this thing we put in. Yeah. It, it, no, in no way does it work at all as intended. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I went ahead and, and ceased my plans to redownload it. <laughs> so that was, you know, the game has, it, like I said, it's right up my alley. It's got my favorite version of the D20 system coupled with my favorite style of Western RPG. And it's it's like the game's made for me. It's like the game's made for me. It's just, it was made really shittily for me. (laughs) And complete. (laughs) They were just like, hey, release dates. How do they work? (laughs) So, that's my week. All right, Chris. All right. You got some other, uh, you got some other news articles as well, yeah? Yeah, when you said Final Fantasy, I wasn't expecting you to talk about the 15 stuff again. Um, Mm. Today, they had their Final Fantasy, what do they call their live show they do, live event? Uh, The live letter? No, that's tomorrow. Um, This was their, not a fan fest. uh, I don't know, let me consult the expert. Hey baby, what is Final Fantasy XIV's live event? Not the live letter, but the other Today's. one. Today's. It is the, the, what was the one today? Was it the Fan Fest? Yeah, Vegas. It was the Vegas Fan Fest. Okay, so it was a Fan is. Fest. Okay. Ah. Yeah, so that was today. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. I don't play the game anymore, so I didn't really, you know, understand all of it. I mean, I understood mm-hmm. it, but I don't have context for it, I should say. Right. But right, two yeah. things that were the big takeaways from it. Um, the new race is apparently going to have something to do with the rabbits. So mm-hmm. that's a thing. That's but the big. But the piece back to the Tifa costume. <laughs> uh, but the thing that actually got me thinking about playing the game again is they're adding in Blue Mage. Yep. What and, the fuck is and, a Blue Mage? And if I have any if I have any understanding, uh that's just one job. There's probably yeah. gonna be another one, maybe even two yeah. more. So yeah. Yeah, I actually watched it via Easy Allies. Um, and you have to explain what a blue mage is. So a blue mage is, you know, the enemy skill materia in seven, that's all they do. Enemy skills. That's their thing. They actually, they actually said something along the lines of the blue mage is not going to fall into one of the roles, i.e. tank DPS heal. They're going to be their own thing. Because they're now so that's something. Yeah, they're so unique. They're a solo player. Well, they can well, just. It, they're so robust and can fill any role. Yeah, but see, that's that's very telling. That's 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 interesting to hear because every job in fourteen falls into one of those three. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. Now here's here's a question: Does this blue mage class have any prereqs, it, or can you just start as one? It they probably has something. Have it, yeah. They you yeah, but they're usually small. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, I think Dark Knight and I think you could just start as a Dark Knight, right? No. What about what about the new ones like you Red? Start Mage? as Batman. Yes. Start as Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there <laughs> there are some prereqs. Yeah, yeah. They don't. Uh, 
Yeah, so so if I bought this game and I was like, I'm gonna roll a blue mage. Fuck you, Adam. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't take trash. very long. Game's trash. Yeah, I no, mean, it's not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that long. As long as uh, you know what you're going to be, I mean, you don't have to fool around with a lot of other classes and stuff. You yeah. can just do what you need for that and ignore yeah, the others. Just beeline to get exactly yeah. the prereqs and then... I mean, same uh, thing for 11. Uh, with all the advanced jobs, okay, for this advanced job, I need these two at level 30. All right. And then I don't have to pay attention to the other 12, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is good stuff from 14, man. It always yeah. is. Uh, for anybody that's ever interested in either starting with an MMO or you want to try another one, even if even if you play World of Warcraft, uh, this is something that's really, really good about 14, is that they release new content almost every month. They release new patches every three months, and like, like most MMOs now, they have an expansion every year. They always have live letters throughout the year, uh, four if not more times, where the producers and the directors and all those people sit down, live letter style or live stream style, and go, hey, here's fucking slideshows, pictures, and us telling you the shit you're about to get. And oh, we're going to hint at the new job and hint at the new race or hint at the new story arc. Yeah, uh, they do a solid fucking job of keep of of you get get the content and you go all right i'm wheeling out up oh, no new patch new patch coming out new dungeons new raids new armor new weapons new items new story content new side quests it's just it's good, it's good stuff yeah, yeah. You, you know in all honesty this is a this was a really good move by square mm-hmm. because this thing is just going to keep printing money forever yeah <laughs> yeah it's going to keep printing money forever and uh the touching back on your wow comments since you made me think about it there was a major faux pas one of the story writers made when talking to a gaming interview earlier. Uh, he uh, he said that Sylvanas, I don't know if either of y'all know who Sylvanas is, but she's the current Horde war chief. Mm-hmm. He said that she ordered the Wrathgate, and I don't know if y'all know what the freaking Wrathgate is, but <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was a major incident that happened several expansions ago, and people were accusing him of retconning mm. <laughs> the entire event. And, uh, yeah, he ended up having to put his foot in his mouth and say, oh, I just kind of misremembered that. <laughs> like, yeah, you did damn right you fucking misremembered that. I mean, hey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> if us players have are just bombarded by years and years worth of content, eh, the writer can mess it up now and again. As long as he knows he fucked up and didn't like run with it and keep going, like no, I, I meant what, like, I meant what I said. You just played the wrong content four years ago, buddy. You're just you just you just didn't know the real story. As they're as they're showing him like you know <laughs> video going clips back in and changing action. text. No, no, it's, it's you, <laughs> you kids and your Photoshop and your your penguin penises. Just uh, they, they like hot patch a change to the text of the quest. <laughs> fucking kids and your your tabs and your techno and your skrillex anyway so <laughs> the big thing about the uh, blue mage announcement uh, you know pretty much all the stuff they were talking about today was for the 5.0 release that's sometime next summer uh, mm-hmm. but the blue mage they're actually releasing a lower level cap blue mage it's level 50 instead of 80 for a cap but it's actually coming with 4.5 yeah so it's yeah. going to be released before the next big drop. The, the thought is that 
they're going to do it at the 50 to see how it goes. And then yeah. up at 80 when everything else drops and balance it out better. Which makes so sense. So you wouldn't be able to go to 80 if you make this type of mage? Or is it going to be Not something yet. that scales up later on? It'll be increased It'll, later. I would imagine it scales up. They said it increases at a later date. They did have that on oh, their okay. little slide um, they showed. So it's not like they're not going to, but it's just, it is odd that they're releasing it at a lower level, but it makes sense with something so potentially game-breaking mechanically. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you this much, too, as as well for the Final Fantasy. I, and I'm only tooting the horn because I used to play it, and I'm, I'm a fan of it. I mean, you, you most of these MMOs, you're going to get what you're looking for. Uh, but if I could tout 14 for just a second, especially in the last expansion and, 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 and a couple of the patches before that, their writing has, like, fun, they, if they've gotten phenomenal. Like, it's the typical kind of Final Fantasy, like tri- just tripping through the kingdoms and doing the things when the first expansion came out. But after that, they st- it starts getting like Final Fantasy Tactics writing in there really good. Like a lot of shit's going on. And again, that goes for most MMOs. There's a lot of intrigue and a lot of a lot of shit goes down. But that's just something I did notice about team or writing direction they had. They they either got somebody else new or they or that writer got better because it's you you you'll see when you hit probably about level seventy ish and the story changes. It's it gets good. So always good to hear more stuff coming out of 14's world. Yeah. I should probably play the game since I've been paying for it. <laughs> I do that with MMOs. I'm still paying for 11 as well. I have been for years now. I'm so lazy. Oh. I don't play it anymore, and I still pay for my subscription just because my wife uses my house. I should just <laughs> fucking sell the house to her and then delete my account. I can save money, yeah. but I just, I'm just lazy. I haven't done it. That's the way uh, we're actually just about to quit Arc Age um, because of a whole bunch of stuff. The game's gone to shit. Yeah, but I've had. Yeah, see, I'm still paying for a while. But I've had my account, just not in the ways that you. I've had think. the uh, patron, the pay for account because it's free to play. Mm-hmm. But I had the pay for account because you get housing and stuff, and of course, my girlfriend has like 50 houses, so I have to have like 10 of them. She has, you know, 20, and then her alt, her third account, or our third account, I guess, her second account has another 10. <laughs> mm, wow. So we were actually uh, for a while paying for three accounts of it, and I'm not playing it at all since the economy on the game crashed essentially. Um, the other news thing I had, we talked about this before with the Nintendo going after the ROM sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Love ROMs and Love Retro. Mm-hmm. They have now settled for twelve million dollars. Wow. And ownership of the sites has been transferred to Nintendo. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, massive blow to the uh, ROM industry, if you will. Yeah. Um, a lot of other sites have shut down. I don't know any of them offhand, just that that's a you know side effect that's happening. Yeah. They'll find a spot to pop up. Oh, yeah. I know of some people that when this was going down, they were immediately they were going into panic mode. Let me go find let me go find my emulators. Let me go download libraries of games, not just mm-hmm. a few games. And it was like they were searching in Google and 
it was the first 14 results all all linked to different sites and all those sites in one way or another had yeah we're we're shutting down this we're shutting yep. down that yeah we're, we've run, we've had a long run put a lot of effort and time into this but it's it's a done deal that's bad that's really bad yeah we're gonna go back to the days of torrents and viruses yep, yep. <laughs> get your uh get your it always falls back to the get toe. your kazaz yep. and your uh whatever the bear lime wire open up the mystery box yeah your lime wires and your <laughs> Your fuck bears. I forget what the bear one was. What was the bear P2P one? Bear, bear share. share. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe I pulled that out yeah. of my ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was an interesting piece of news. $12 million. Yep. Sucks to be them. So they paid Nintendo $12 million and gave up their... Yep. That was the settlement. <laughs> yeah. They wanted... I think the overall suit was for like a hundred million. So, and yeah, yeah. at that point, at that point, I swing. <laughs> I go for the fences because I mean, you know, you're you're bankrupting me yeah. anyway. Fuck like, off. Let's go. So now the question is: So I feel like I know the answer to it already. But so what the fuck is Nintendo going to do with this site? Besides, just keep it just shut down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Know? Yeah, that's it. They bought it to fucking put one in the bag yep. of its head. To have a fucking yep. a picture of Mario holding up a bloody emulator icon. No, <laughs> they would never do that. Come on. It'll probably redirect to Nintendo. It's one of those weird things. That'd be things. hilarious. It's one of those weird things, man, where, like, you can't... Uh, we, you go to the website now and it says, Sorry, Mario, but your ROMs are in a different we website. We know because we're in the know, and all gamers that know are in the know. And it's kind of like an elbow nudge, like, yeah, man, it's fucking emulators. I don't really care. The, the, you know, you, you go get some Saturn games, download the fucking Nintendo library. Okay, I get it. It takes money out of Nintendo's pockets because they can't charge another $5 for you to buy fucking Duck Hunt again. Yeah, I, I get it. But you un- you kind of understand the company says, hey, fuckers, we own this. We know you're stealing our shit or you're copying it and just letting people pay it for free. But at the same time, while I understand the, leg- the realities of it, I just feel that there is a community of people here that just got the fucking hammer slammed. Like, just mm-hmm. done. <sighs> I mean, you're allowed to have a ROM of any game you own, yeah. right? If- I mean, even so- that, they... Uh- that's even Nintendo says you're not. Yeah, they're, if you they're, check their site, they actually have an FAQ that says, "Am I allowed to have a?" Uh, I, I don't know if they specifically use the word ROM, but it means ROM, whatever they use. Am I allowed to have a ROM copy of a game I own? And it's like contrary to popular belief, no, we do not allow this, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. It's like I bought the software. I think no. I think Man the thing up. is, and again, so I. We start getting into digital. I wish rights. we had legal. I wish we had legal uh, people for for from our listeners. We will one day, but I, I I think I've heard it explained before that if it is okay, if you have a PlayStation Two disc and you can rip that data straight off of that disc and you can have proof that you own that disc, you, I guess the way that the digital media. Uh, rips on your computer it has like its own way of having a signature so 
in a court of law, they can prove that it legitimately is a copy of it. But I think the argument was with like cartridges, it's almost impossible to do that. But again, I don't, 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 don't come to me for the, for the perfect word. I don't, I don't know. Um, in any, uh, in any I mean, event, man, well. in any event, it's not good news. I, I am promoting emulation. Well, I mean, for some degrees I am. I don't, I don't know if we've had an emulation episode yet. Have we? No. We will one so. day, and I'll say my piece about it, whether people agree with it or not. But this is not something I'm happy about. This is not something I'm even like, yeah, man, y'all kind of deserved it. It's, it's, it's. It sucks. <laughs> it really does. I see, I see the big points of it where people are like bleeding edge ROM hacking and you know taking money away from eighth generation console producers. I get it, but I also see somebody that's like, man, I I would fucking love to play Chrono Trigger. Man, Chris, it just so happens I happen to have a Super Nintendo still. Where can I find one? Man, good luck. And then when you do, man, I don't have fucking $212 to drop on this game. <laughs> My wife would fucking kill yeah. me, you know? There's many different cases of stories like that. I, it's There's negatives and positives to the whole entire emulation scene. Just as a whole, I see this as, man, that sucks. That that sucks. But not to mention all the, uh, the way this affects, like, uh, speedrun records and stuff yeah. like that. Then now you can't emulate. Or if you do... You're basically admitting to illegal activity. Oh, it depends. Most speedrunners run on original hardware anyway. The ones that are serious about it. Yeah. Emulators are only uh, used em- for emulation learning. Has its, emulation has its own... Uh, what was it? Uh, I, I've seen a uh, the differences. The categories, like the, yeah. The actual, the actual differences in the categories because the way the enemies react because the CPUs are different and they run at different speeds. You know, you ever, you ever boot up the old solitaire game on a new computer and watch the, the freaking, you know, the cards just instantly pop up instead of bouncing around. You know, I, that's probably an old man reference right there. But, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where the, the hardware, the software runs different on newer hardware because mm-hmm. all the things have changed. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's tons of reasons. It can lead to major well. differences in how you play. A it's level. not just hardware differences; it's also emulator differences. Like you could speed up the game with an emulator, etc. But yeah, there's various reasons why. But most of the serious game, uh, serious speedrunners, for actual the records that they consider mattering, are original. Hardware only. Yeah, just look at GDQ. I mean, they 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 yeah. the, the intermission times are them literally hooking up. They're disconnecting the, the Nintendo yeah. and hooking up the Sega CD, and then disconnecting that between and hooking up the sixty four. Like so, yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen major breakdowns of different little uh, like the Mario sixty four speedrunning community had it like its own website, mm-hmm. and you know these guys were like super hard into it, like. What the difference was between standard hardware and emulation versus there was another thing besides emulation. I can't remember what it was, but um, yeah, there were there were some serious uh, serious looking you know debates going back and forth between these guys, and they had l- clearly defined rules for how everything. Oh, it was it was immense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just wonder how this is going to affect them. Probably negatively. Uh, it's probably going to go back to standard hardware only, and I'm not sure about what the actual ratio is between um, emulator, you know, speedrunners and actual 
you know, hardware speed. Because yeah, it's you got hardware. It, it's it's there. very high original hardware. Emulators yeah. are typically considered practice only. I mean, that's that's just across the board. Yes, there are emulator categories out there. Just for they for them to be there for people that you know don't have the original hardware or don't want to shell out the money or they're just starting or something. But overall, strictly original hardware only. Like Michael was saying, a GDQ, it's all original hardware. The even the ROM hacks are on cartridges for the original hardware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna check into that. We'll see. It's just one of those things where you know I I saw a big enough representation of the ROMs to where I was like, oh man, they're thousands of people you know competing for this stuff and it was it was amazing to me i remember you know being blown away at the time when i heard about it (laughs) yeah so still again sucky news uh probably more to come probably more to follow positive or negative i think i think the uh the yo ho ho pirates out there are saying this shit ain't going away are you fucking kidding me but the reality is sites are going from hey we just don't carry nintendo content anymore to hey we are shutting down completely either be we're told to shut down or we're scared as shit so we'll see what the future of emulation is in the future all right so for my actual week i got five games all right. I'm going to let y'all decide on the order. Okay. Do you want best to worst or worst to best? You know, let's go best to worst. Uh uh you know what? I was going to say I was going to say best to worst to best, but yeah. Uh, uh let's, let's let's gamble. Let's let's play Let's go worst to worst. <laughs> let's go best All to right, worst. I'll only talk about Red Dead again. Let's All right. Let's go. Let's and then and then I'll follow you up with my really great week and it'll it'll balance out. Okay. All right. So it could be the best, but a couple of these are kind of around the same level. Mm-hmm. Uh so played more Magic the Gathering Arena. Um not a whole lot to talk about with it this week. The big thing is I hit bronze 2. I played one match, won it, and now I'm basically retired. Um, I I know that as soon as I play more games, that rating is just going to tank. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, but that was good. Uh, let's see, next best. All right, uh, so another new game I played uh, was the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Really? Um, it's a remake of the uh, first three games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to think if it would actually count as a... I believe it would be remaster is the correct way to yeah. put it. It's not a full remake. They yeah. did tweak a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, it's the original games. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things are uh, identical, um, even down to, you know, minor behavior. It was a remaster, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through... So, before I get into what I played, the, my background with it is I own the original Spyro game for PlayStation. Man, it's, like, it's like you knew uh, I was going to ask you this. <laughs> and I own a Spyro game on GameCube. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually bother looking to see which one it is because I never really played much of it. But for the one on PlayStation, I also, I don't remember how much of it I played, but I don't think I made it very far. It's one of those games that... Uh, I might have even had a demo for it at one point, so I didn't really play a lot. But I do have the full game. I just think I never got around to playing it. Mm-hmm. Other than as a, you know, let me pop this in and then, oh, wait, I need to get back to Final Fantasy VII or something, you know? Um, 
So the other day, after I beat Red Dead, which I'll talk about at the other end of the spectrum, um, I was like, all right, got Fallout 76 coming out, got all these open world games I've been playing, I need something else. Yes, yes. So I looked at it and I was like, all right, Spyro, nice, casual platformer. It was such a breath of fresh air after playing Red Dead for oh, what, two weeks, I mm-hmm. guess it was. Um, I almost finished the first game in a... Of course I didn't write it down. Why would I write it down? That makes sense. <laughs> um, but I think it was about six hours I played because mm-hmm. uh, that was... Actually, I think it came out Tuesday because Monday was the day I was off for veterans. But mm-hmm. uh, I think I got about six hours in and I almost finished the first game. I had the final world plus two levels in the previous world and I'll be done with it. And I've up to that point, I had uh, almost 100% every level yeah. up to that point. Yeah, so I, was I wasn't just ask, getting I, through them. I was, yeah, I, I, I could have finished it, but I just wasn't. Where it's like there was there were jewels or something that you can get. Mm-hmm. Gems, yeah. yeah. Gems, yeah, yeah. Yep, got all the gems, got all the secret stuff. Um, I have one level I need one achievement in that I need to go back to. All the other achievements are for levels I haven't done yet. So I'm kind of knocking them all out at once. Um, (laughs) The flight levels are still exactly like they were and are still a pain in the ass. Um, It's one of the things I wish the game had. It's like, man, why can't I always fly? And then I fly on the flight uh, challenge levels and I'm like, God, I hate this. <laughs> okay. I love I didn't, flying, I didn't mean but flying that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I love flying, but being on a time limit—that's mm-hmm. just brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, if you played the old games and want something that's very chill, and you can just kick back and basically, you know, screw around on, it's a really good game right now. Amongst all the other things that are coming out to pick up. A vibe that I got from playing the old Spyros, and I think I think in my experience I've only played through the first one, and I think even that was only about maybe six, seven hours. I did mm-hmm. not beat it. Is that I feel like Spyro fit into the category of something like maybe in Mario 64 where this is an older game with a toned down style that I could introduce like my kids to. Like I feel oh, yeah. like my... I don't have kids yet, so I don't know. But I feel like you know my 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 four, five, six year old daughter could play this, and I'll be like, "All right, this is kind of you know this is how platforming games are." You know, it's not too much. It's not too just. It, it's it's not too simple, but it's not too hard either. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure at least one of my kids will be playing it mm-hmm. uh, shortly <laughs> when she's allowed to again. Um, yeah. Uh, that's it for Spyro. Let's see, next game, next game. Hmm, this is a kind of tough one. Let's go with what I was playing today. Uh, so today was a release of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu Editions. Okay. Um, for those that don't know, this is a remake, and it is a remake, of Yellow. Now, and to further clarify, this is on the Switch. Mm. So this is the first um, actual RPG Pokemon on a console. They've always been on uh, Game Boy, DS, 2DS, 3DS, etc. Yep. Um, yep. So this coming to the Switch is a pretty big deal. Now, 
it would be a bigger deal if it was a proper Pokemon title. But this is a weird hybrid between what Yellow was on the Game Boy and what Pokemon Go is on the mobile phone now. Um, And when they started announcing this and showed trailers showing things like not fighting Pokemon, it was a very iffy thing. Um, Because, I mean, battling Pokemon is one of the key features of the game, you Mm -hmm. know? So, I have put in, let's see, about six hours today into the game. I'm playing the Eevee version, not that it matters other than I have Eevee instead of Pikachu. Um, Something to know about your companion is that they don't evolve. Um, I'm pretty sure Yellow was like that with Pikachu originally, but it's just something to be aware of if you're wondering why your Pokemon isn't evolving, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're level 50 or something. Um, So, mechanically... Well, before I even get into the mechanics in the game, so I'm also going to throw out that I'm playing with the Pokeball Plus, um, which is a little Pokeball accessory, basically mimics one of the Joy-Cons from the Switch. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You can play it co-op with two Pokeballs, two Joy-Cons, or one Joy-Con, one Pokeball. Um, The co-op, I haven't done it personally, but what I've heard of it so far is that the co-op doesn't really do much it's not it seems very shallow i guess is the best way to put it um like when you're catching a pokemon they can help you catch it but you're just the i think the trailer they showed showed the two people throwing or swinging the joy cons at the same time and that helped catch i guess that i don't know it seems very gimmicky mm-hmm. and not true co-op yeah you know so it it seems like it's going to lack in that area. I'll probably try it when my daughter's not grounded. Um, <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, but, eh. Um, the Joy-Con itself, or rather the Pokeball Plus, I like it. Um, overall, as a design and thought. But they kind of screwed up a few things with it. Um, it is, and this isn't something they screwed up on. It's obviously a design choice. It is not meant for adult hands. <laughs> So at about the uh, five-hour mark, my hand was cramping so bad, I had to switch to my left hand, and I'm not left-handed. So that was bad. Um, And that's essentially when I kind of started. I was still playing, but I was kind of coasting through, not doing as much stuff. Yeah. Um, But yeah, my hand hand still actually kind of hurts from it. And I haven't even been playing it for an hour and a half. Slightly on topic, uh, I had to get my oil changed recently and I I brought it to the place and I I brought my DS with me, my 3DS with me, 3DS XL with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for people that that don't know, that's a it's a big mamma jamma little handheld uh, system. And yeah. after I was playing uh, Samus Returns, I was just, I, I believe it or not, I've only worked on that game when I've got my oil changed. So you can tell this is going to be a long grind. But uh, <laughs> I noticed after about, say, about 10 to 15 minutes, my, my, my hands are starting to ache a little bit. Now, that could be the fact that I'm almost 37 years old. Uh, it could also be that I don't hold a console like that in my hands. I mean, if you think about it, when you hold an Xbox controller in your hands or a PlayStation controller, they're 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 bulky-ish. You know, they're, mm-hmm. the grips are thick. Your hands yeah. is allowed to contour underneath and hold it. When you hold a DS or a 3DS or even a 3DS XL, it's a thin, flat thing that your hands don't really contour to. They just lay up against. And I was, as I was 
I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking about the physical design of the 3DS. I've never had to do that before. I've never, <laughs> I've never had that happen. So it could have been yeah. many things, man. It could be again, like, like I said, I don't really play that thing that often. So my, my hands are like, yeah, I'm not really liking this, buddy. Yeah. Now, I also had issues with the original Joy-Cons. I used them for a while, and then my hands started cramping, too, yeah. because they're so small. They're so small. So I actually yeah. went and bought I bought one of the Pro Controllers. Now, get this, all right? Pokemon Go, or Pokemon Let's Go, rather. I want to make sure I get that right. Pokemon Go is completely different. I mm-hmm. say completely, not really. Yeah. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. So Pokemon Let's Go ha- is so ingrained with motion controls because of the Pokemon Go-like things that they have literal zero support for the pro controller. Wow. The game does not acknowledge its presence. If you press the button as your controller, yeah, the closest you can get is putting the Joy-Cons on the Switch itself, or you have to play with the Joy-Cons separate or one at a time or the Pokeball Plus. You have zero pro No, it's not. Um, But I, I, I understand why. I don't agree with it, but I understand why, because the motion controls are so integral to catching Pokemon in the game yeah. that there's not really an equivalent on controller. It would be so basically easy over. Mm-hmm. It'd be broken. Yeah. Um, so I understand why they made a decision. I definitely don't agree with it. I would much rather have a traditional po- uh, Pokemon catching system than not being able to use the pro controller. Right. Um, so, all right, that's hardware. Um and I will say, I, like I said, I like the Pokeball Plus uh, little Joy-Con thing as a whole. Um, it makes sounds, which can't turn off if you're playing the game. You can turn off if you're just like walking around and you shake it and stuff, which is a whole different mechanic I don't really know a lot about and don't really care about. Mm-hmm. But I was looking up instructions on how to mute it. It's like, yeah, this mutes it if you're out walking about and you know doing stuff with your Pokemon with the Pokemon Plus. But if you're playing the game, you can't mute the sounds. So whenever you're playing, when you throw a Pokeball, every time the Pokeball hits, like bounces on the ground, it makes a dink noise. <laughs> when you catch a Pokemon, it makes a, the Pokemon's noise. When you attack, it makes the noise of the attack in combat. Um, so it's a very noisy peripheral. Yeah. Um, and I know my girlfriend has probably been driven insane this afternoon. Um <laughs> I, I'm sure she was wearing her headphones when she didn't need to just to help drown it out. Um, which, and I, it was bothering me and I had headphones on. I could still hear it. It's yeah. a very loud. Um, so that's kind of the only real big flaw. I like the noises. I just need to be able to turn them down or turn them off, you know? Right, right. Um, but overall, yeah, it's a good little piece of hardware. Um, I, I know the kids are going to love it. Uh, so the game itself. All right. So the, the game itself looks great graphically. It is what we were getting from the latest games on the 3DS, scaled up, obviously, for a console, mm-hmm. and it looks great. Um, they even have, in a couple of areas, sprites from the OG game. So you have this little bit of nostalgia and mixed in with this great, you know, 3D uh, game. Uh, there are a couple minor tweaks to mechanics for the game because we're kind of at this weird point in time you know where all the new games have all these new mechanics um not just with pokemon and combat you know z moves mega evolution stuff like that but also you know the uh dressing up a pokemon the uh playing with them is a little 
mini game thing. You know, they have all these other little systems that are built in. Um, and on Let's Go, they have the dress up, which I don't really care. You can change what your character looks like. Dress up your Pokemon. That's fine. It's only, you know, Pikachu or Eevee. It's not like you can dress them all up. Right. Uh, and they have petting your Pokemon to keep it happy. Don't know why that matters, but it's a thing. Maybe that helps you find more items. Because as you wander around, the Pokemon you have out will um, occasionally scamper off and, like, stand next to something. And they have found an item for you. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Story-wise... Uh, it's been a while since I played Yellow. <laughs> I played it on Game Boy, okay? Right. So I can't here. remember how the rival thing was set up, but I'm pretty sure you only had the rival. You didn't have a different character and the rival. Um, and let's go, you have your rival who you can name. Doesn't even come with a name by default, which is weird. Um, and then you have Blue, um, which I'm assuming it might be red for the Pikachu version. I don't know. Or they just did blue for both. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to have different ones. But And then you have blue, who is the, I believe, the actual rival from the old school games. Um, however, the lore works out for that. So you kind of have two rivals. Um, the, I'm trying to think story-wise. So far, what I've seen is pretty much lined up um, with what I'd expect from Yellow or an OG. Uh Something I'm not a huge fan of is you see all the Pokemon on the map. Mm. So there's no more random battles. Pokemon will, they still pop out of grass and out of dirt or whatever the appropriate environment is, cave or outside. But I, I don't know. It's it's kind of the same in that they randomly spawn. But it can also get kind of awkward with how they are on screen because they don't stay in the grass. Once they spawn, they can move wherever they want. Right. If it's a Pidgey, it's going to fly wherever it wants. It's not constrained by, <laughs> you know, certain boundaries. Right. So, it, and I think it actually does kind of, you know, AI stay within, but it still wanders quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I've had it to where it completely blocked off an area I couldn't get through without, you know, going into uh, trying to catch them, which there isn't any fighting of Pokemon uh, outside of trainers. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a fan of that. It goes straight into essentially the Pokemon Go catching a Pokemon, which I'm fine with on a phone, but not in a Pokemon console RPG game. I agree. I want, because it it really screws up the leveling. Now, don't get me wrong. You get experience for catching Pokemon, but it's a odd system. I'm still not entirely sure how they're calculating it because you have a base amount and I guess the base amount is kind of the part I'm not sure about where it comes from. Um, because, like, I'll catch one Pokemon and I'll get, like, 30 experience. I'll catch another one and I'll get 300 and something experience. Yeah, that's, that's wonky. Mm-mm. So no it's fan. like, eh, okay, I get those modifiers. Like, if I do a great throw or a nice throw, you know, I get a little bit more of a modifier. If it's the first time I've caught that Pokemon, get a little bit more of a modifier. That's fine. I'm okay with that. That makes sense. You know, they're modifiers. But where does the base number come from is what I'd like to know. Because, you know, if I know that, then I can determine, okay, at what Pokemon am I going to bother catching? What am I just going to ignore and run away from and let something else spawn? Yeah. Um, Just toss them in the trash, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I got to say, man, I'm not the biggest fan at all of hearing this. Because battling is part of that 
game. You didn't just battle yeah. in the in the in the places. You battled anywhere, and that was part of catching yeah. Pokemon. Now, yeah, I get it. Okay, from the fucking animal abuse look at it, you basically beat an animal within an infant's life, and that it makes you capture uh, whatever. It's a no, you enslave it, game, folks, and it's that yeah. is I a mean, mechanic that's part of it. Um, video game slavery. I, I think it. Condone. I think it really just goes back to this being a middle ground between the Pokemon Go Pokemon fans that are new to the game itself. Right, right. Kids never played Pokemon, don't know what it is, don't have a DS. Um, maybe have a Switch as a console. Mm-hmm. Um, or this would be why they get a console is to play it, you know, on a TV. Um, it's kind of that hybrid. It's that entry point. And I see it and understand that. But I, as a longtime fan, it's definitely not 100% a game for me. Yeah. Am I still playing it? Oh, yeah. I love yeah. Pokemon. It's great. Um, am I enjoying it as much as I would otherwise if it was a normal? No. Yeah. But it's I, still, there's enough there. I can respect it for being a bridge of a game. But, yeah. Yeah. I um, It's Pokemon Lite. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward, though, after seeing this on my TV or my monitor, I'm looking forward to the proper Pokemon entry mm-hmm. uh, next year. End of next year, I think it is scheduled yep. to come out. It's going to be big. That's going to be great. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't, <laughs> as long as they scrap this Go mechanic, you know, and actually keep it to the proper thing. If they don't, if they do another Let's Go type thing, people are going to riot. Yeah. And I don't think the Pokemon community is one you want to riot. (laughs) They make Nintendo way too much money. Because if anything, they've proven they're relentless by catching all this fucking Mm -hmm. Pokemon. They will stop at nothing to destroy (laughs) you. Yeah. So overall, I'm enjoying it just as a Pokemon game, but not as a proper Pokemon game. You know, like I, I sort of enjoy Pokemon Go on my phone because it's a very casual thing. Um, I do wish it had more features, you know, actual battling other people and stuff, but it is what it is. You know, it's a ca- very casual thing. It's not a proper entry. So it, it's, it gets some leeway. Um, I don't think there's anything else huge to mention. Uh, they also have, oh, God. <coughs> they all, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> they also have <laughs> the, uh, the candy mechanic from, Pokemon Go on the phone, but it's slightly modified. Um, when you get extra Pokemon, you can send them to the professor, and he will give you candy in return, which is what happens on the mobile version. Now, in the Let's Go game, instead of getting the Pokemon's candy, like, say, Eevee candy or Pikachu candy, etc., uh, you will initially get uh, a stat candy. It'll be like a tough candy, which increases defense, or a smart candy that increases a special attack, or something like that. And that depends on what kind of Pokemon you give him. Like, if you give a fast Pokemon like uh, Pikachu, it will give you whatever the quick candy is that raises the speed stat. Um, And I just learned this in-game. I haven't actually gotten it by turning them in yet, but the game told me, hey, if you turn in enough of one Pokemon you'll get that Pokemon's candy, which boosts all stats at once. Hmm. Um, so it's 
And these are independent from levels. These aren't like rare candies that level it up automatically. That's a, in as well. That's a different mechanic though. These are purely stat based improvements you can make. Um, and the higher. So you can just grind your Pokemon up like in the first town by catching 25,000 Rattatas. Yeah. And it, they kind of balance it out by requiring more candy per stat increase as it gets higher. Like it only takes one candy for, you know, one point. And then later on, I'll take two candies for one point, and then three candies for one point. I don't know what it caps out at, but I'm sure it's pretty high. Um, so you can't, it, it's not easy to sit there and grind out the same Pokemon. Can you do it? Yes. Should you do it? Absolutely. But don't go insane on it because you're just wasting time, you know, at that point. Uh, you roll up with your, with your Pikachu that's got 99 attack power and it just immediately kills everything. It's like level three. Yeah, I'm actually, I've boosted, I put all my candies in my Eevee so far that I get, except for speed. Um, I started putting some of those in my Magic Carp uh, for when it's a Gyarados. But my Eevee, going against another Eevee that's one level lower, which is essentially the same in Pokemon World, there's not a huge difference. But because of the candies I put into it, I murder a same level Eevee. In comparison, wow, um, candy's all, Evie's all jacked up yeah. on candy, roided out. Yeah, roid candy. All right, um, I think that's it for Pokemon. I'll have a more in depth, probably, uh, uh, look at it next week or next episode, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, next game, second from the bottom, and not because it's terrible. Um, Fallout seventy six. So the proper release was Tuesday or something like that. I was playing, or actually, it, I believe the proper release was Wednesday. PC servers came up on Tuesday for some reason. So people were playing a day early. Um, good for them. I was playing an Xbox One, so it didn't matter to me. But, and I was playing Spyro instead anyway that day. I needed a chill <laughs> before getting back into an open world. Um, so Wednesday or so, yeah, it was Wednesday. I, I pulled up my Xbox. I had made sure once I preloaded earlier in the week, uh, once it actually went through. Because I think last episode, when we, as of the recording, I tried and they actually put a Facebook post saying, hey, you can preload. I can preload until like Sunday, I think. Damn. So I don't know what was going on with that. And it was interesting because this is a minor tangent, but in the store, so when you, it actually, if I looked at the data for the game, after I went through the store, it said that I had it installed. So I went to my installed games. Sure enough, it's there, but it's like a hundred megs. It's just a placeholder type thing. And then when the preload was available, it actually did it as a patch to that hundred meg file. Wow. So okay, it was it was a, that first patch. That was a that's pretty substantial. Patch. Yeah, it was an interesting way to preload. It's the first game I've seen do that. I've seen it with DLC do that, which is fine but not the actual base game. Um, so it's very interesting. But regardless, Wednesday I got it booted up, got loaded in. Um, I did continue my beta character, which was a nice little feature to have for everybody that took the time to you know do all that stuff. Um, I spent three hours playing it on Wednesday. And I was like, you know what? I've, I just kind of had enough. Um, it, it was, there was a lot of stuttering, and more freezing, and I didn't really think about it being more than the beta was until one of my uh, friends I asked about on Facebook. She's like, yeah, it was doing it. It seemed worse than the beta, and as I thought about it, I was like, yeah, it really was. 
because um, in the three hours I played, I think I had more stuttering than, you know, both of the beta windows I played combined. So, What do you think causes it? Um, it's a mixture of, and I was actually, one of the reasons I asked her about her experience with it was because I was concerned my Xbox may be having some issues. Um, but other than that, the Xbox itself, I think it's just server issues, latency type things, um, things loading at crazy times. Um, I had one point where my screen actually froze. I thought the app crashed because, you know, it'll freeze and then it'll wait a few seconds and then go to the home screen. Um, mm-hmm. I actually thought that was happening because my screen was frozen for about 10 seconds of no movement, no sound. I think it had sound, but that's also fairly typical until it crashes completely. Um, and then it just resumed. I was like, oh, okay. So that was just a, a big graphical something lag. Um Maybe the server? Maybe. What is it up with all these new games and having insufficient servers for like... I don't know. In a launch day it, or whatever it is. And I had been watching um, Co Carnage on Twitch play. He was playing on PC though. So I was like, man, I think my Xbox is just... Because he's having no issues. His game played fine. His servers were fine. He never got disconnected from the server once. And to be fair, I didn't either. Um, I didn't have any actual disconnects from the server. I was on... The three hours I was on the same world playing. I don't, I think they call them worlds, might be servers. I don't know, but I was playing on the same server for those three hours, not no disconnects. So that wasn't an issue at that level. It was just the game itself seeming to stutter, whether that was server, whether that was FPS graphics only, any of that's a possibility. Mm. But after three hours, I was like, did, Go ahead. Did you ever have any points where you were moving around, but the, uh, characters around you just continued doing no, whatever they no did. i never had any you no. know typical mmo rubber banding or anything like that no latency oh. i think it was purely so maybe graphical type stuff um but yeah, after three hours i was like man i just i can't take any more of this i was like level 11 or 12 i hit like nine or something during the beta so i'd only made a few levels anyway i was like this is very unfortunate <laughs> um <laughs> But then... Not a good day. Yeah, so I went and played, I think, some magic or something. That's when I hit my bronze, too. But then... um, Just so we're clear on Fallout 76, this is not Bethesda's new Fallout game, right? This is the... Yeah, Yeah, this is. Oh, this is. I thought this this was the the MMO light thing. Oh, yeah, this isn't Fallout 5. This isn't a proper entry in the series. Yeah, that's what I It's the MMO one. Yeah, yeah, but okay. it is brand new. It just released Tuesday. Right. Well, yeah, I know. Um, in actuality, it is new, but I meant like in the in the in the entire series. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not like a continuation of the the main line. This isn't Fallout story. Five, right. basically. That's what right. This is this this is same features, just multiplayer. This is basically four point five multiplayer. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So, but yeah, so yesterday I was watching Co Carnage play it some more watching how smooth the game looked, and I was like, he's having so much fun <laughs> because he's not having all these issues. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right. I went and bought another copy of the game for PC. I said, this is way too much money because I bought the Tricentennial Edition on Xbox. I paid 100 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll drop another 60 bucks, buy the uh, PC version, see how it works. I don't know if I can get a refund, if it sucks or not, but we'll see what happens. Um, I loaded it up. I started playing. It it was an entirely different experience. Wow. Um, even without 
a stuttering aside, it felt better <laughs> overall wow. as a game. Um, and a lot of that was tributed. I was playing on keyboard and mouse then. So the Xbox controls are a little clunky, and I'm sure it's like that on PS4 as well. Um, some of the things don't work the same. Like there's a kind of quick bar you can use to uh, which map on the PC version to one through equal sign on your you know keyboard. Mm-hmm. You know, quick bar things. Um, on mm-hmm. Xbox, you have the same wheel, but it's never really clear what you're doing when you select something on it. Because it's like, all right, if I pull up the wheel and set it to this, then I should pull up that weapon like it does on PC, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. I have no idea how to make it work. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure I could probably Google it and find some instructions, but it is not intuitive at all. When I load it up on PC and I see 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, uh, 0 minus equals, I'm like, I know what those oh, mean. Those it. are hotkeys. Boom. Yep, they work. <laughs> sure enough, I'm a weapon switching you know, mofo then because mm-hmm. um, I understand buttons. Because uh, <laughs> you're playing MMOs. Uh, the look of the game felt seemed a little better. Um, it's And it's not... A graphics thing. It's not like, oh yeah, the PC is just better. It and I actually looked at some patch notes, and at one point they patched on the Xbox that was darker than it was supposed to be. Hmm. Um, I think it's still a little too dark because I think that's one of the differences I was seeing is the PC version was a little brighter. Playing on the same screen, both go to the same output, same brightness on the screen. The game itself will, had a different brightness to it. Yeah. Um, and I think I think there are minor differences between the versions too. Like, there are, for example, some mutant frogs near the very beginning of the game. I never saw those on Xbox, and I was in the same exact area. There are a couple plants I saw co-pick, and I was like, I don't recall seeing those. And when I was playing those three hours on Wednesday, I never saw them that I know of. But then as soon as I started playing on PC, yeah, I saw one very shortly. So it's like, are they they that different? Because they're supposed to be the same game, you know, just on different platforms. So I, I really want to look into that deeper and actually load up the Xbox version and go to these same exact spots, Yeah, and see. which I know I passed through, but see if there's actually a difference in what's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should load them up at the same time and just keep flipping the, uh, the input yeah. back and forth. Yep. Well, I, and, yeah, and I totally that. could because there are two different characters. I didn't get to carry over my character for the PC, which kind of sucked, but I, I caught up and I think I've surpassed now my Xbox character on PC. I played for like six hours. Um, again, I didn't write it down because I'm me. Um, wrote down all these numbers and then write that one down. Uh, but Well, Chris, this is obviously yeah. your fault. You're not playing it on the most powerful console in the world, the Xbox <laughs> One X. So, uh, Yeah. I I mean, honestly, that could... Those are, those are premium features on the console. Honestly, that could be a difference. Um as far as what I'm seeing, if I was playing Xbox One X, maybe I wouldn't have had that stuttering. Maybe I would have uh, had some minor, you know, the brightness would have been different. Maybe that's a non-X thing. Um, maybe the proper enemies would spawn. I, I don't know, but it, <laughs> it it shouldn't be this drastic of an experience playing the same game on two different platforms. I Controls agree. aside, it I, I get the whole control thing. I understand it completely. I don't always agree you, with you it, know what this, but... You know what this reminds What's me of? What's that? Sega and Super Nintendo. You ever play uh, 
Earthworm Jim or anything like that that came out on both the consoles and you play it over at your friend's house on one console and then you come back and you play it again and like there's just minor changes to the way the interface works or the way enemies move or like uh, take Aladdin for example like him not having the sword in the Super Nintendo version and stuff yeah. like that it's like what why is this different? Yeah. It's the same game. So, but bottom line is I'm having way more fun on PC than I was on console, which sucks because I was going to play with, you know, one of my friends on console. I have a couple of friends on PC that are going to play, but, and I have friends out on PS4, but I'm not buying a third copy of it. Um, especially since if characters transferred, I'd actually think about it, but since they don't, I'm not going to do that. And even, man, um, even me, I, I would play this with you if I cared to play the game. Uh, mm-hmm. on my side of the house with this game, man, I watched uh, Giant Bomb do their their uh, damn near two hour quick look, and yeah, I mean, I see more of the same shit. I just, I've, I, it's it's sad for me. I wish I had ways to explain it, but I played Fallout Three back in the day. I put many hours into that game, many because I went through that entire game. I did damn near everything I could possibly do in that game, and I was finished. And every subsequent Fallout I've seen, I have yet to have one that made me go, oh, i got to get back in. I tried Fallout New Vegas, actually, earlier this year. met it about two hours in, and I was just, bitch, put it down. So, I mean, I would play with uh, it, too, but I just don't, nothing about this one has drawn me in, even, even, yes, even with the multiplayer aspect. Yeah, and I think playing co-op is kind of interesting and will be uh, fun once I actually do it. I had, um, so I talked about when I was playing beta, I had a very bad PvP experience where I fought a guy, he killed me, I went to get revenge, and he was just gone from the server. Um, I have not actually accepted anyone's shots at me trying to get me to PvP. I just ignore them. They do so little damage, I literally proceed with what I'm doing. Maybe use one stem pack if they if there are other enemies there or something. And I just ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking their bait. Uh, I've had one scumbag actually set up their base right near a quest objective, which I'm very curious how he accomplished that because there are specific radiuses around quest points and uh, map marker, uh, what's the proper terminology, um, locations that have a name or are quest-related, etc., all have a boundary around them where you can't place. He had to be right at the edge of it. So turrets he built in his camp would shoot you when you were turning in the quest at this NPC. Oh, wow. Come on, man. I was like, this scumbag. That, that man is a fucking legend. He's a piece of shit is what that he is. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, 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 you say that, but you don't see the, the hours of work as he like walks around with this turret. Like, where's the exact fucking edge yeah, of this? So he, yes. he was actually there. <laughs> he was actually there when I showed up to turn this quest and it started shooting at me. I ignored him, got closer to the objective, and then all his turrets started shooting me. So I had to go around <laughs> the outside. Walk up, talk to the NPC, skip all the dialogue, which I'd seen it before, so it didn't matter. This is something I did on Xbox. Walk out of the range, check my objective, leave, and then come back. When I came back, I was smarter about it. I already knew they were there. He was gone, but his turrets were still there. Fucker made and, you work. Uh, made you work. Yeah, he cost me like 10 seconds of effort. Good fucking <laughs> like, job, yeah, guy. It took him longer to place his turrets. Effort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, oh yeah, he's like 12 and he goes and he's And it's like a level 6 location. Who cares? You're barely in PvP (laughs) levels. So it's such a waste of time. Accomplish nothing. Uh, I don't get it. I had one other guy shoot at me and I just ignored him, went on my way, and he eventually gave up because I wasn't firing back. He was like three levels higher than me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I have shit to do. I'm, I'm trying make, to get I'm caught up. This fucker talk about it on his podcast. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I. He's like, I know that guy. He's on the Intercast. I, I fucking scrub. I think the only other thing I'll really talk about at this point um, is there are these things you can take uh, control of called workshops. And this isn't something I even knew was in the game until Co stumbled across it and did it. Um, but there are areas you can take control of, and they then build little generator things, and they will generate certain resources for you. Um, one of them being just scrap in general, which is really, really good. Um, the game seems to have a awkward economy. Like most Fallouts do, there's always that one or two resources that are ridiculous to find. Um, so I... I went to take one over, and the door was locked to get in. I'm like, wait, there shouldn't be a door here. Someone had built up, you know, the workshop, because once you take control, you can build all your defenses and stuff, because NPCs will attack it, etc. But he had built up a thing, but the workshop was unclaimed. So what happens is when you log off a server, you lose control of all workshops. So you Mm. can't just lock them down forever. Yeah, yeah. Or generate resources while you're offline, etc. So... He had built it up to where you could not get to the workbench to claim it. Hmm. Um, and I, I think because his log out, I could have just destroyed the stuff and been fine. But the way it normally works is if someone owns a workshop and you attack it, you become wanted, you know, in the PvP system. Right, right. I didn't want that to happen. So I was like, all right. And I wandered around and there was a crack in between one of the walls and the, uh, the, pre-built wall i should say the Mm -hmm. actual static buildings wall and there was a cooking station in it well when you use a station you walk up to it and kind of lean over it and stuff you know your little animation idle animations i was like i bet and i clicked on the cooking station and it sat me down next to it i stood up and i was inside oh wow so i was like all right i walked i walked over to the station claimed it nobody could get to me um, and as soon as I took ownership, I picked up that cooking station and walked away. So nothing was clickable in the range. Nice. Um, nice. and then I got disconnected from the server later. So it all went away anyway, but no. it was, it was a very interesting moment where I was like, man, this person's really smart to, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I think that's enough fallout. I I'm enjoying it on PC. Um, I haven't done enough new stuff to really talk about anything major. Um, I'm very much in the early game phase of it. Um, I'm still enjoying the systems. I like the card system they put in place. Um, it's a very interesting way to do it, the special system, etc. Um, but maybe um, I'll have more to talk about with it next week. Um, last game, and at the end of my spectrum, I beat Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, wow. That's it. Um, <laughs> hey, <yeah>. So... <laughs> Wow. So after the last episode, I said that, you know, I'll fin- I'd finished it last weekend, and I did. Um, I was closer than I thought, uh, and it only took me eight and a half more hours to beat it, so my time to beat the game was 61 hours total. Um, that was with a lot of side stuff, but not 
non, uh, not a lot of uh, side quest. Uh, let me rephrase. Most of the side stuff I did was side quest related. I didn't do a lot of hunting, all that garbage. I didn't do much of that. Um, this, this is a very interesting way they did this, um, because there are minor spoilers, not not content related, but mechanic related, I guess. Um, there are six chapters to the game, mm-hmm. and there are two epilogues. Okay. I don't know why they broke the epilogue into wow. two parts. doesn't make sense. Weird. But there's a very specific reason they did six chapters and two epilogues, or six chapters and the epilogue. Um, I'm not going to state that reason because that's a spoiler, mm-hmm. but there is a reason there. It makes sense. I'm not a huge fan, um, and... I'm going to throw this out there for anybody that's actually looking 100% the game or get all the achievements even, not even 100% in-game. Multiplayer stuff aside, of course. But do things as soon as you can do them because once you get the end of Chapter 6, you've got a ton of stuff that is now missable Mm. or no longer able to be done. Yeah. Um, So once I realized how much stuff was missable, I was like, all right, I'm done with the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm at I'm at wow. I'm at 84.3 percent overall. I I have been considering as I played through doing a basically renegade run where I was a because my I was an honorable outlaw on my entire playthrough. Um, so I was going to do the you know opposite. The genocidal maniac. Yeah, run. yeah. I was thinking about doing that, but I just I don't have it in me right now. <laughs> I have three other games I can play right now instead of doing that. Mm. And all three are better options. Yeah. Um, man, this game, it is so brutal. It it was so hyped and it just, like I said, it's too late and there are mechanical issues and all kinds of other things. Uh, yeah. This is something we'll, we'll have. In, go ahead, go ahead. We'll, we'll have, you know, our discussions on the game awards and stuff, but yeah. I looked at the candidates, and there's a lot of Red Dead, yep. and every time I saw them in a category, I was like, you don't deserve this. This is something that kills me about Damn. this game, is that, again, I've played through Red Dead 1, put a lot of, hour, a lot of hours into it as well, did a good 60 to 70% of the side stuff in that game, spent a lot of time just going around doing extra shit, but again... Once I finished that game, I felt like I was done. And mm-hmm. when Red Dead Redemption Two was announced, I and uh, and the surrounding people—I mean, again, I had coworkers like, "Hey, you're gonna get that Red Dead Two, right?" And I'm like, "Oh man, you guys are fucking, you guys are on me about this Red Dead Two. Well, maybe <laughs> I must have missed something in the trailers or the announcements or or something. Like y'all are making this out to be fucking Metroid Prime levels of change, and I don't." see that really and now the game is out and it's like yeah it's actually worse than what people thought it was going to be and that's that's that sucks for people all around but i fortunately did not even drop money on this game and i've heard enough to make me go maybe when it's in the 10 to 15 dollar range we'll talk about it yeah but i already know the type of game i'm going to get and I, I have a long time to mentally prepare for that style of gameplay. <laughs> the aesthetic yeah, does I, not does, is not unappealing to me. I I went totally down with playing a, a kick ass cowboy. That's 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 mm-hmm. what John Marston was. But again, this guy just does not seem John Marston to me. But again, I haven't played it, so who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, the characters 
for the most part, are good. The story is has its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Overall, I liked it near the end of the game and through parts of the epilogue. Did not agree with the approach they took. Yeah. But overall, story okay. Story good in parts. Yeah. Um, it's really mechanics that killed it for me. Yeah. And see, like, I, I, I think back to Grand Theft Auto V. You know, the Grand Theft Auto V story uh, or stories all the way through, they kept going up for me and up for me and up for me. And I liked it and was enjoying it. And I just felt like the ending dropped the ball. I didn't like the way they handled the ending. I thought there was bullshit with the ending. But eh, this, it's not even like the story can save it for me. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like this. I, I hear too much about the gameplay for me to ignore every to, to ignore all that gameplay bad talk you know yeah and i don't think online will save it um i i'm not a huge fan of gta's online yeah um aside from the races that's that's about it um and i'm as i walk through the world i thought you know how would this be multiplayer and i'm like i don't what would be the point <laughs> it's kind of the overall feeling i got so yeah. we'll see I beat the Red Dead horse enough. Yeah. Well, what about you? Well, uh, it's funny you mentioned. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned putting sixty uh, something hours into Red Dead Redemption Two, as I have now crossed over into putting four hundred and fifty hours into Persona <laughs> Five. That's only on one. And new I'm not game surprised. Plus. That's only on one new game plus. Oh now, God. uh. Not a whole lot to report as far as again my the the uh, we've already been through the gushing episode we've been through the Persona Five episode uh, a couple of them damn near almost so that still has not changed again uh, a fortunate thing for me is that I I don't know why I think because I was grinding so much I spent so much time the first go around grinding and grinding and grinding that I would spend like. Again, just shitting numbers out here. I'd spend like like forty hours of grinding, and then when I went to do a palace or or went to do a chunk of a palace, it was like two three hours tops. So it's not that I breezed through the story at the later end of the first playthrough. It's just that everything else around it kind of made me forget the story. So a lot of these story elements that I'm coming across now uh, that I that I'm slowing down even more and paying attention to, they're they're kind of hitting me with surprise. Uh, I've I've already maxed out all the confidants confidants at this point, so I've seen all their stories. Uh, I've I've, kind of picked up on things that either I just forgot or didn't notice the first time around. So there are little hints of me getting getting things and and emotions that I didn't have the first time. But as a whole, oh, man, still loving it. Still having fun with this game. As far as where I am in the story, I just finished uh, the cruise ship's uh, palace and... I am. There's as far as the guide takes you at this point, you have roughly about three to four weeks of free time. So now I'm in the last I'm in the last ring of getting the last, say, four or five trophies. Uh, I've got to do stuff like I got to beat the twins. I've got to I'm I'm I am one persona away from uh, getting the uh, mass collector one. I've got to 
nice. Uh, there, there's just a couple like it's it's the it's the 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 end end game trophies that I'm working on right now, and I've got yeah. plenty of time. Like I'm already in mementos doing one thing now, and I know I'm gonna have to go back into mementos because there's something I can't get right this second. So, but yeah, I've got plenty of time, and I'm gonna keep working at it. Uh, I'm pretty confident that since this is my new game plus run that I will be able to get all the trophies and I'll just go all the way through and beat the game again. I'm pretty sure I will not get a different ending because I'm doing everything and I, for the story and I did everything for the story in the first go around. Uh, yeah. Did you quick question? Did you actually get the bad endings? Have you looked at those when they popped up? I, uh, I saw the options to where I could get the bad endings, but I never chose them. Uh, and okay. I haven't yeah, when I was doing my New Game Plus, I actually did a save, did the bad ending, and then went back and did the rest of yeah, the Yeah, I've been so focused on the trophies and stuff, I didn't even I didn't even think to do that. Sure. Uh, I'm, and knowing me and my lazy ass, I'd probably just go to YouTube and, and look at them anyway. Mm-hmm. For the audience that is that is wondering, I, I know y'all are curious uh, who I romance this go around. Uh, uh, <laughs> so if anybody remembers the first go around, uh, Futaba was my pick. Yeah, and I'm not a fucking whore. So this go around, my romance pick was still Futaba. I'm a one woman man. What can I say? Damn. That was that Damn. was my new game plus playthrough. Yeah. I romanced everyone. Yeah. They and it even tells you in the guide <laughs> that job. you can romance all of them and you know there's no effect on the story. I said, nah, I'm not gonna I'm just not gonna do yeah. that. You romance every human Matter being of in fact, the game in a couple uh, of I can do this shit live here on the stream. Let me pull up let me pull up uh. my little a thing here so chris oh, this is what i got oh. left to do i've got mass collector and I, I, i'm i'm mm-hmm. going for one more uh persona it's one of the, it's one of the gem ones you know like the the yeah. Uh, the yeah you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. those know, are very annoying yeah i know i'm gonna have to go back i have to wait for one more quest to unlock for a certain level to open up and i can go back in there and farm his ass out so that's no big deal yeah. uh, of course there is the actual platinum trophy but you can't get that we have to get all the trophies to get that one. So mm-hmm. that was a given. Uh, max out all the confidants. The last two that I have left are storylines. So that's going to happen automatically. Yeah. Uh, a perfect job. I am one quest away. The one I just mentioned. So once that one unlocks and I beat that mini boss and farm his ass for some more money and just in case. <laughs> uh, Guardian. Now, this is the two that I don't have, Chris. And if you have any advice okay. or things to keep in mind, uh, by all means, let me know. Guardian of the Palm and beyond rehabilitation that's catching the guardian of the fish the the guardian of the pond the fish and and defeating the twins now i think defeating the twins should be fairly easy it's a matter of uh bringing fusing and then bringing to them the personas that they ask for and then at the last one you have to fight them and apparently the fight's really hard oh yes um there there is a very specific combination that makes it easier um, um, it was rough. I spent a while on that fight. What um, level were you? Do you remember? I don't remember. Cause I, I think I, I, I think I left and came back at 99 after doing Reaper farming. Wow. I was like, I'm not even going to bother well, until I get everything else done. That's crazy. Cause I'm over 90 now and I have, again, I'm, I'm one away from having 100% of personas. So yeah. and I it wasn't just fucking Sentinel in there if I want to, but. Yeah, and it wasn't just specific ones. It was certain spells on them. 
or yeah. whatever abilities yeah. on them. Yeah. Well, well, it was. It wasn't. It's not. Let me let me be clear here, though. I don't. I'm not talking about getting the personas. I I can I can do that. I mean the fight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. The oh, fight. Shit. The straight. There's a certain strategy <laughs> that makes it a little easier. Gotcha. Or way easier, I should say. But it requires certain personas with certain things on them, uh, because their mechanic is very interesting, and it is makes it a very very tough fight. Good. Um, Good. Okay. I'll I think I wipe. Yeah, you thought you thought you were just gonna roll oh, up I'm into here, but to. this is Ruby Webbing, bitch. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's very satisfying when you beat it, though. Yeah. Um, now the, because of the effort, they give you proof of Omega. <laughs> so the one that has me concerned the most, though, is this uh, Garden of the Pond. Chris, I I have no problem admitting to you, brother. I didn't even know that there was a fucking fishing game in this. Now I know that fishing games in Persona are nothing new because you can fish in four and five, uh, mm-hmm. three and four. I didn't even know. I did not unlock this on my first. That's no problem. So it isn't. But okay, just making no. sure because I see it's like yeah, you got to catch fish to get points and use the points to get better bait and also get better poles which lets you catch better fish and up the ladder to, i'm like man i don't want to spend fucking 12 hours upgrading to catch oh it's fish. not that long at all Thank no it, it, i don't remember how long it took me but it was so little i don't even remember much of it, but i in, remember doing it did you do it in like a persona day or two or are we talking one fishing session um or? no i think you have a limit per session uh-huh so I think I had to go back two or three times. Okay, maybe. okay. I know it, it's I guess, been a while. <laughs> I, got, I have several days to play with. So as long as as long as that makes means I'll be okay, then I'm fine. I'll do mm-hmm. the work for it. I just I, like I said, I, I didn't use the fishing one in here, and they were kind of making it seem like you had to do that progress that progressive level, and yeah, you can only get but you I, can I only think... buy so much bait every time you go and it's like oh man it's gonna be one of these things come on man. it uh i think they make it sound worse than it is i think what i overall experienced was you get more points than you would think you would get yeah so you're able to buy the new stuff a lot faster than they make it sound yeah um i like i said i didn't have any issues so yeah uh again i'm i'm on like 450 hours through this game and i'm still loving it still having a good time i'm still reaching after my goal of getting 100 percent i want to do it all and this is just i'm thinking again if I do ever decide to go back to this game for a third time for a new game, for whatever reason, if it's two years down the road and I want to experience the story again, the magnitude of all these stories again, or I want to bump the difficulty up again and and play it on a harder difficulty, I will be going to New Game Plus and I have all these personas already caught. <laughs> I have all these weapons and all this money. It's just, it's not, th- ever since Chrono Trigger, Adam, ever since Chrono Trigger, New Game Plus mm-hmm. breathes a certain type of life into a game when it ha- when when it's available, you know? Here, here's my question okay. to you. With you having caught all the Personas, do you think you could beat a Pokemon Master with oh, all I'm the Pokemon? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know a couple. I I know a a devil that sits on a fucking shitter that could beat that beat the damn. Yeah, yeah, we're good. <laughs> uh, and really, that's it for my gaming stuff this week. Uh, uh, I, I will I will say to uh, 
I feel, I feel like there was something small news related, but as usual, I forgot. Must not have been important. Uh, I'll say to Chris, uh, so I think I mentioned last time, I don't know if I told you or if I mentioned on the, on the podcast that I was checking out some Achievement Hunter stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. And I got to say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm warming my brakes on Achievement Hunter now. Uh, I have not watched. So, so the, the, the first thing that you recommended to me was the, the bunny, uh, super bunny man, super bunny man. And yeah. I'll grant you the first about five minutes. So it was kind of funny, but didn't really escalate. Didn't really go nowhere. So I'm, I'm, I'm pausing on that one. I know that if I want to go in, if I want to go in, I need to go check out the grant the the uh, the Grand Theft Auto Five uh, mm-hmm. stuff. So maybe I'll do that. What also uh, I did was I went to check out the podcast, the Off Topic, I believe, is their podcast. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a cheap matter. Not a fan, and that's that's weird for me because I, I rare to meet a, I, I'm rare to meet a podcast that I don't like. Uh, I don't. It's not the content, and this is going to sound so bad. It really is. I understand every every podcast does it, and we'll probably have to do it someday as well. A lot of advertising in their in their in their in their podcasts. A lot of product pushing, uh, more than I was comfortable with. And I mean, the content was funny. Their banter was funny, but just uh, okay. Look, when I say I'm not a fan, I'm not saying I'm dumping it. I'm I'm gonna give a few episodes of a podcast before I say it's not sure. for me, but. It just it just felt like they were, and I understand they have to, but they were pushing like a toy they made, and they were pushing the board game they made, and they were talking about this. It was like the Brett, the latest yeah. episode, and and then yeah, they, they've been then, doing a lot of yeah. Then they've been doing an a lot of products read, and then another advertisement read, and I was like, man, this is. And then they brought McDonald's on. They were eating it, but they weren't talking about it. But I was like, Jesus, this is. It's been yeah, McDonald's show. isn't a sponsor. They just they love McDonald's. Yeah, they just love McDonald's. <laughs> I, I got that part. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm gonna try their Grand Theft Auto part uh, sometime soon, and I'm gonna let that one be the judge of of how I feel. Uh, I've I've also uh, had him had my mind on uh, Funhouse. I may try them out sometime. That's another group of let's players and podcasters and fun people. I may check out. Yeah, something to keep in mind with their content, and one of the reasons I don't really watch them anymore uh-huh. is, and they've they, I've actually seen where they split their episodes up now, uh-huh. but they are very not safe for work. Oh. Um, and it, it was too much for me. Oh, okay. Um, like playing porn games on Steam type videos. I'm like, okay, I get the humor, but when it's repeated yeah. over and over, I'm like, yeah. all right, I, uh, I don't really care anymore. But I've actually seen them, at least on the Rooster Teeth site, maybe not on YouTube. They may only show the un- the censored versions there. Mm-hmm. But I've actually seen censored and uncensored versions of episodes yeah. of series. So I like that they've done that. I haven't actually looked at them to see... Uh, Aren't those the same guys that were on Machinima? So, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yep. Well, I've wow. noticed. I thought they just got fired. <laughs> no, that w- no, that was the game. Uh, that was the game trailers, which are now the Easy Allies. Woohoo! 
Uh, as far as e- as far as large group of people so far, the Easy Allies is my pick. But I found that the sweet spot for my content creators are three. Two best friends has or super best friends now has Wooly, Pat, and Matt, and I even continue the couch of three. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to delve on this for too too long. I just want to let you know that I am trying it out. Uh, I'm giving the achievement hunters maybe about a, maybe out of six out of ten from what I see, but I've only seen like. T- three things so far so we'll yeah. see we'll see how i fare or how they fare actually that's uh, my daily content <laughs> yeah i don't have uh i don't have any movies i don't have any any shows any anime yeah, it's been a it's been a as far as it is it's it's a pretty solid persona 5 uh time frame for me right now however there is one very 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 important piece of news that has hit my life soon and i know some of you are trying to race me to the finish line and go yeah we know you're going to disney in a couple weeks it is the, it's not that <laughs> i am going to disney in a couple weeks for the first time ever my wife and i are in the in the, in the last throes of getting our packing list together and finalizing our hotel stuff and checking in early and uh re-looking at our itinerary like we're in come a week from now we will be sleeping and then waking up the next day and driving to disney so that that's very close but that's not the best news that that's that that can't compete with the best news uh for those that do follow this podcast uh, thoroughly you notice you'll know that my full-time job my on paper full-time job i work as a restaurant manager and uh the past pretty much this entire year of 2018 i've been called an active duty orders and that's not a permanent thing it is way more pay of course but it's not permanent i'm either on orders or i'm not on orders well i as of a few days ago officially on paper now have a full-time uh federal job with the uh, military down here on the coast and that means so many good things for so many good reasons i mean i have a i have a full-time job now that pays over twice what i made uh before uh i have it's a permanent job it's a permanent status it's it's it lets me have scheduling uh it it it, it lets me be able to guarantee that uh uh this podcast specifically I, I will be able to have a better steady schedule for this, and it won't be like, oh, yeah, Chris, I'm going to back work as a manager, man, and I don't know, man, we'll see what next week's like. It's not. It's, it, it's all settled. Uh, personal life is gr- Yeah, it's because you don't tell me that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck you, man. I don't uh, give a fuck. Personal, personal life's going to be great. Uh, I've got I've, I've got a set schedule. It's just so, so many great things. So that's, that's pretty much going to be the awesome news of of all time uh, my wife did remind me that i did go see one movie i'm not gonna harp on it for too long because it was kind of it was it was f for me but we went and saw the nutcracker movie uh and uh uh it was it was all right we went and saw it in theaters it was pretty good and I, I, it's a new disney ip ish i mean the nutcracker is a thing but this is the disney's ip so um oh yes you're right i'm sorry man y'all i'm fucking this up big time there was a movie that i enjoyed fucking thoroughly that we saw in, in the theater recently and that was bohemian rhapsody the freddie mercury uh actually the queen uh documentary style movie very good 
it just revitalized my my love for Queen, man. It's such a good band, such a motivating band. Uh, of course, as any documentary movie like this goes, guys, you know they took liberties. Not everything is factual. I get that, but looking at it from just a movie perspective, I think I think uh, uh, Remy Remy Malik Remy Malik. I've, I've pronounced your name wrong. I'm sorry. I think he did a real good job playing Freddie Mercury. I enjoyed the story of how the band came together, their growth. Uh, I, I, I had no problem how they handled his homosexual uh, life throughout it. I thought they did a I did a good job. Whether they left enough in or or didn't, it's fine. They it's it's you know he's gay. You got it out there. It was there. Uh, you, you know he had AIDS. He died of AIDS. It was there. But by God, when they got on the stage, when they played that music, all the stuff that you know and love and cherish from Queen was justified in that movie. So, good movie, good times. That's it for my week. If I have anything else, well, tough shit. I should have got it out earlier. We <laughs> are going to roll into the topic for the week. And this one is actually a topic, not a banter, like I said before. We are going to do the end of time video game year, the end of time cast video game of the year with the year being 1995. Now, for those that don't know, uh, for those that are new to the series, this is a this is a kind of re- recurring uh, series that we do, a recurring topic. And the idea is you can actually go back a few episodes. We will we will we will have done a review of a year where either Chris and I or Chris and Adam and I, we as the end of time cast, will look through nineteen or, or whatever year, and we will pick what we feel are the highlights of of that year, be it consoles released or magazine news or mainly what it really turns out to be is a list of video games that we think are just the 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 picks of the year the end of the time cast game of the year is the two or three of us get together and as a podcast as a whole we come to a decision on what game we feel is that game of the year now if you're wondering what criteria we use we don't run with categories we don't run with sales we're not trying to pick what the what media describes as the best or what the cumulative top scores across the magazines of that era no we just this is what we as as a collective the end of time cast come to a decision to feel like uh be it our basically in our hearts what we think is the best game of the year uh we've had a couple interesting battles the past couple years because as we've mentioned early on when we started this segment uh these years get pretty hectic uh in in all almost all three of our opinions than the actual 90s years of gaming uh there's some creme de la creme games folks uh, the these years are this decade itself is is just littered with masterpieces now that's also subjective i'm sure there are people out there that say man i'm, I'm from the 2000s that was my pick i get it but as you'll see again <laughs> with this year uh there are some heavy fucking swingers now the difference i noticed immediately and i'm sure i just look at the list i see it was the same way for you two as well mm-hmm. uh not a lot of nominees this year between no. the three of us. Now, nope. are they good games? Fuck yes, they are. Are they solid, damn well games? Yes, but as opposed to, say, 92 and 93, where we had like 10, 15 a pop, we yeah. only have about four 
three or four, between, you know, each between us. So uh, for the audience out there, the way that this works for the three of us, we're going to start with a game. Uh, I'm just going to close my eyes and pick a little mouse here on the thing and just click it and up. So I'm going to take the first game and I don't know why, Chris, but I'm having a hard time scrolling this bitch over. There we go. Got it. All right. So the first game on the list, uh, first nominee, this is one that I picked for the year, is uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. Uh, this was, uh, I, I made my case for this back in the year in review, but this is my pick for all the, the uh, Donkey Kong Country games. I'm just going to say DKC. For some reason, I cannot pronounce Donkey Kong Country correct. <laughs> I feel like a fucking asshole when i say it but uh so yeah dkc2 awesome platforming game uh adam i don't know when in your lifetime around what age or what decade or whatever that you kind of got out of platformer so i don't even know have you did you play this game by chance i played the original donkey kong country i played donkey kong country 2 the least of them okay uh and i played three to completion so i played one and three to completion two i played but didn't play to completion gotcha uh, i don't i don't think it's a standout in the series and i i, I am not in favor gotcha. of this game that's fine <laughs> that's totally fine uh i i i disagree but that's i mean it's subjective opinions man it is what it is yeah. i i love all i i love one and two i think three kind of fell off for me uh for many reasons i didn't like the enemy designs i didn't like the the style the the mini uh overworld thing that they were going for it just it just it didn't seem to really fit for me but mm-hmm. two compared to one i love the improvements i mean i could I, I love just the having the the, the fucking animal uh, pals that you can ride on. I loved having the spider. I think he he was always been my favorite. All he does is he's he's a fucking spider with sneakers on, man, and he shoots out webs and uses platforms. <laughs> cool stuff, man. I, I always pick this one. Uh, so yeah, that was my nominee, one of four nominees for me. And for the audience out there, all it is is this game is now on the board. That's all it is. Uh, we don't really have a set number. I've met, I mentioned this before in the past as well, but I don't tell Adam and Chris to go look through your games and get 10. If Chris only finds five, but Adam gets 17, man, that's the way the shit works. If you think they're a nominee, put it up there. Just so happened this year, just didn't have a lot. But the ones they had, though, material. So... Uh, Donkey Kong Country's two Diddy, Diddy's Conquest is on the board for at least a nominee. Uh, yep. Adam, why don't you just randomly pick us a game off this consolidated list if you have it up? I hope you have it up. Yeah, I picked Destruction. All right, Derby. All right. So the way it works now, folks, we're gonna take Destruction Derby and we're gonna discuss: Do we think this game is better or worse than Donkey Kong Country Two Diddy's Conquest? Uh, Chris, this is your nominee, so by all means, sell it. Yeah, man. yeah. This was—I didn't want to just have two nominees, and this was the probably the next best game on the list for me personally, with uh, nostalgia and all that. I talked—we talked to this quite a bit on the AEM review, but man, it is just such a fun game to load up. Even now, um, playing a game like Wreckfest, which is a new Destruction Derby type game, playing that and going. This isn't a Destruction Derby. I'd rather go play on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That's how good this game is. You know, it's blowing out games, let's see, 13 years later. Yep. 
that are based around the same concept, it's still, they did everything so solid. Um, Fun game. Uh, Would it go above Donkey Kong Country 2? Probably not. Yeah, I'm not feeling that either. (laughs) It's not a Donkey Kong, you know. But I thought it at least deserved a little mention. Yeah. Yeah, and I know what you mean. I know what you mean, man. And it goes for all three of us, man. This our nominees are short this year, and I, 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 this is not our fault. I mean, as I I went back through the list a third time just to see, and I said, okay, here's the thing, I could make an argument for Earthworm Jim too. I could. I could make an argument for Marvel superheroes. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I could make an argument for it. Uh. Street Fighter Alpha. Mm-hmm. There, there are games on here where I could I could fudge and pack the list a little bit lo- a little bit heavier, but that's not how we do things around here. The games that we put on this nominee list are ones that we really think are, hey man, stop the presses. You need to put down what you're doing and play this game. I know I, at least from my perspective, I could probably spend an hour talking about Street Fighter, the movie the game so i'll so i'll also admit this is a little bit behind the curtains for you folks but just to build what intensity we can possibly have with this show uh chris uh if you don't mind we'll pick command and Mm -hmm. conquer for the next one okay sure uh command and conquer this was one from adam's list uh so yeah adam where do you think do you think, uh, starting from the bottom, actually, do you think Command & Conquer goes above or below Destruction Derby? Uh, as far as as far as it's concerned, um, I think it had more of an impact on future genres and yeah. future games mm-hmm. than Destruction Derby did. Uh, it refined and improved on Blizzard's own uh, initial foray into RTS mm. and kind of, you know, forced them into a competition to up their game. They kind of went back and forth there for a while. Mm-hmm. Is it the best game in the series? No. No, of course not. No, but it is very memorable. Yeah. Uh, it had a completely unique soundtrack. It didn't use... Uh, and it kind of pioneered the use of FMV to tell a story. They would have missions and then, you know, live footage weird commercials with guys drinking motor oil and shit <laughs> you know but it told a it told a very cohesive story from two different points of view mm-hmm. and uh i would say that it's a its effect was more than either of the other two games but uh, as far as fun factor really that's that's super subjective I, um i i hate to be uh I hate to, this is going to sound like I'm talking shit about Destruction Derby, but I'm not. I'm trying to let me make a valid point. When I look at Destruction Derby as far as a game, I get I get almost like a pool effect, like a billiards effect. Uh, if I play a pool game, I'm going to be playing pool, and at a maximum, you're going to give me a different table to play it on. Uh, Destruction Derby is that. It's it's it does it does its thing. You take cars, you slam them the fuck into each other, and it is fun. Yes, it is fun. Much like playing pool can be fun, but you're just slamming cars together. That's about the maximum that it goes to. You don't level up your cars. There's no there. There may be a story dynamic to it, but do you really care? <laughs> Not really. Uh, when you look at Command and Conquer, 
many little, little more levels get added here. You know, you're for one, you're playing an RTS, so it's not just to slam car into other car. It's management. It's the same fun. mission can play out infinite number of ways depending on how you manage your resources. Right. Or, not to mention multiplayer. There's funds um, management. There's there's uh, terrain management. There's resource management. There's strategy. Tactics. Tactics. All yeah. these things. And then, if you go above that, then yes, there is a story that drives this game. And this story is divided, as you said, into two. So, I think just from a technical standpoint, yeah it goes above destruction derby chris what do you think yeah totally cool with that (laughs) all right so then the next question would be destruction uh sorry command and conquer do we think it goes above or below donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest uh chris what do you think um i i kind of think if this was you know red alert it'd be a lot tougher Mm -hmm. but right now I'm leaning towards it being below DKC2. Yeah. Um, it did, you know, help define a genre. It was a solid game on its own, but it wasn't, gr- you know, that great, if you will. Yeah. Um, Red Alert improved on it was so much better. Um, Command & Conquer, yeah. Adam, refresh my memory. Was Could you play Command & Conquer online versus... Yeah, Command & Conquer, what they... The original... That came out, if we're not talking about the expansions later on. Um, I do believe the original had the multiplayer in it. Yeah. It's been, it's been 20 years. Yeah, I think so Uh, as well. (laughs) But, um, yeah, uh, I remember when it came out and the, you know, you would touch the unit and they'd be like, reporting for duty or whatever it was. And, you know, we go back and forth from the original Warcraft and even Warcraft 2. This was, uh, this was a major departure. Yeah. You know, and uh, I guess the I my personal feelings on platformers aside, uh, <laughs> when I look and I'm you know it's kind of hard to compare a genre you really like to a genre you're really not that fond of. Mm-hmm. But when I look at it from a technical perspective, what did Donkey Kong Country Two do anything as revolutionary for its genre as Command and Conquer did? That's how I look at it. Yeah. If I look at, I I compared Destruction Derby to a game like Gran Turismo, I think they're both good games, but I think Gran Turismo pushed everything to a new level. It was like, okay, here's your new level of this, and here's your new level of that. Yeah. And I can point to those things in Command & Conquer, but I, I, there are a couple interesting mechanics in Donkey Kong Country 2, but I mean, most of them were in Donkey Kong Country 1. Yeah. And... You know, and then they were further refined in, t- in three. I mean, it's a, it's an unfortunate thing that that two DKC two is a sequel. So you're having you you get to look at it that way when Command and Conquer mm-hmm. is the original. Uh, but if you're just taking the game for what it is, uh, yeah. At the, at the at the end of the day, for me, even if I think about how many times I replayed it. I tell the both of you, I don't think I even played the original Command and Conquer. I think I started out <laughs> with Command and Conquer Red Alert, and I didn't go backwards. Uh, but even with the times that even just the feeling that I get the, 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 what I would rather play if I had red alert in front of me and DKC two, I'd probably still play DKC two, but that's just me. Uh, so as it stands, folks, uh, we got a 
We're it's pretty much a two on one situation here, Adam. Unless you can pull out some shit to knock both of our arguments down, I I I get I get what you're saying. Platformers suck. Uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Just on that. Just on that. You're not even gonna fucking try. We're gonna put that right there. Where oh it man. Now I think I think I've pretty much left everything on the table as far as yeah. that's concerned. The, uh, and yeah, my only argument would be from a a revolutionary standpoint and from a um, moving forward kind of standpoint, like what did it do for its genre and what did it do as far as uh, games that followed after it? Right. I'd say Command & Conquer is the clear winner in those categories. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, it's just a personal opinion. Yeah. So with this super long list, we're going to spend the next two hours going through audience. We have <laughs> All uh, right. we have Destruction Derby at the bottom, Command & Conquer above that, and DKC two above that uh let's go ahead and pick another one that we know is not going to be in the top flip <laughs> a so fucking sorry. coin i'm so sorry but uh super mario world 2 yoshi's island you are next on the chalk block now i gotta tell you while i say that that it, this is not a game that you just shake off uh this did do if 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 we're talking revolutionary maybe not i mean the the yoshi so, so you have a Super Mario. The, the full title is Super Mario World Two: Yoshi's Island. So the idea is this is the sequel to Super Mario World One. However, it's not what you get. There's nothing that would make you think that if you've seen the game. <laughs> so instead of Mario and or Luigi going on a platformer, they are babyfied and they are riding on the back of Yoshi, and Yoshi is doing all the work uh except the times where he grabs the star and it goes the 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 baby goes super saiyan baby mode <laughs> but this game this game is top notch i i would almost make the same argument for dkc2 as far as platforming goes they are executed damn near flawlessly uh, still play to this day for speed running. I mean, so is DKC too. A lot of platformers are. It's the beauty of one of the great things about having them uh, a platformer to be a platformer. People love to speed run them. But from changing the style over from just get power ups and jump and hit things, now you have Yoshi that has the ability to eat enemies and throw eggs. So now you have ammo. You have just you have the the overworld system set up kind of like super mario brothers 3 was sorta not so much branching past but move from you you have multiple levels in a area uh, different bosses with different themes not all of them were hard i'll give you that they're not all meant to be super difficult but interesting and unique uh the final battle alone with that you know bowser charging at you from the distance uh Definitely, I, I think even in the Super Mario franchise as a whole, uh, Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island is up there. Got to be up there in the top five. I mean, we're talking it. It contends with Galaxy and Mario sixty four. Uh, that's just one man's opinion, though. So, uh, where do we feel that Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island goes in this list? Do we think it goes above or below Destruction Derby? Personally, I feel that's a no brainer. I mean, I feel that's I'll right there it. on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a uh, again uh, right the, right on the bottom. The sad thing for Destruction Derby again is it's it's a one note thing. It is fun. It is no. There's no doubt about that. But 
yeah, Yoshi's Island hits on yeah. so many levels. It's, it's kind of sad. When I put it on the list, I expected it to be at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. You know what? It's still on the list. Yeah. Yeah. And that's your that's your Hugo 3. Yep. Right there. Uh, all right. So uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, above or below Command and Conquer. Again, I... I'm going to put it above. I hate this genre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's fine. If you Same argument in, as last that, time. That's fine. Click. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Chris is still, I mean, maybe he feels differently about Yoshi's Island. I just, uh, I don't, I wouldn't think so. But what do you think, man? No, I I would still put above Command and Conquer. Yeah. Um, and, really, it comes down for me between DKC2 and it. Yeah. Yeah, this is where the actual battle of this, of this, this is the first major battle here. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, and then Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest. All right, so let's let's try to do this, since it's, since it's genre on genre, let's try to do this by category. Uh, graphics. I got to tell you, Yoshi's Island sticks with what it knows best, and that is sprite-based graphics. That's all the way around the horn. It does mm-hmm. pull some Mode Seven-ish stuff here and there, but it sticks with you know Yoshi himself to the enemies, to the the bosses, to even to the the, the world you you run around with, the overworld map, the items you pick up. It sprite base stuck to it and i think it's done very well i think it's all themed and just it all just fits nice and cozy together dkc2 took more of what uh just did more of what dkc1 did they they went to that that 3d look and it looks damn good it looks damn impressive uh i think in both of their rights they are fucking beautiful in their in their both respective rights, uh, do I think that DKC 2s uh, 3D graphics did a better job than the sprite graphics in Mario World Two? Nah, nah, not really. I mean, I think they both they both went for maximum effort. I don't, I can't. Th- I mean, I would have to think of individual sprites of individual monsters or levels or areas and go, well, well, I think this there was like three shitty designs. It just, I think the graphics are fucking. Yeah, I'd say, good. I'd say they're about equal on graphics yeah. because they're they're two completely different art styles and they're both executed yeah. well. Right. If I if I had them side by side, I think that. DKC two would get the edge on graphics for me because it's that updated. Yeah. Just not sticking with sprites. Yeah. They actually did something else. That, I I like the look of the game yeah. a lot. And I, you know, if if we're gonna be hypercritical about it, and I mean, Super Mario World Two, we know that the Super Nintendo can do sprite graphics really well. Uh, yes, we know thanks to DKC One that they can do 3D graphics well, but the fact that they Give it a little bit more, you know. It's just technically impressive from the hardware design of that console and the game chips and all that shit. What this game could show. So I mean, mm-hmm. if, if from the technical level of the graphics, yeah, DKC two hands down. Uh, music. This both of these games have memorable music. However, I remember far more tracks from DKC one to two. That's just a personal thing. But I definitely remember more tracks from Mario World 2. I think this is something Nintendo has always had on point. Uh, 
I think Nintendo has always been really, really good, even in the even in like the the Wii era where they have multiple instruments. You know, a lot of a, a big argument for video game music is, you know, think to Nintendo when they were limited. You know, those four beats because that's all they had to use. But now when you have a symphony, it's, it's much more challenging to have memorable tunes. Well, mm-hmm. I Again, this is me, maybe different from you two, and the audience as well, but I know lots of Mario Galaxy tunes. I can hum some right now. I'm thinking of some right now. Same thing with Mario 64. A little bit more to play with, a little bit less than the Wii, but a little bit more than the Super Nintendo, obviously. I remember tracks. Same thing here with, with Yoshi's Island. I remember lots of tracks in here, and I feel all of them fit all of them themed very well the underground levels or the castle levels the dun 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 the way that the, the they had the violin type music that would come in and come out at the beginning and end of every note yeah just very well done uh it's not to pull away from dkc2 also had memorable music i mean come on bramble scramble is damn near it's it's known everywhere for it's it being unique and well done but i just personally feel that this is where nintendo pulls out the stops every time they're like no you're gonna remember us you're gonna remember the looks you're definitely gonna remember the music too i feel i feel mario world 2 squeaks it out a little bit uh from the gameplay itself taking aside the fact that they're both platformers uh you you get in Yoshi's Island, Mario and Luigi, or you know, Mario is riding on the back of Yoshi. He's not really riding Yoshi. It's more like Yoshi is is the character of the game. Mario's just there for show. And DKC two, I think there's a little bit more to offer here. Uh, I think well, I think they both have their own respective gameplay things to offer. Again, Yoshi is changing the scene of the game because now he has ammo to hurl at enemies. And DKC, you now have the, just like, kind of like in the first one, you have two characters that can interact with each other. They both have their own unique way of controlling. You know, uh, Diddy can spin and roll farther and faster, while Di- uh, Dixie can spin her hair around and allows her to float uh, but then they can th- they can get on top of each other, and that that allows more tr- uh, terrain traversal. Uh, you can ride on top of uh, enemies, uh, not enemies, uh, uh, animal friendlies that lets you traverse the level in different ways. And uh, yeah, I I think as far as the what it has to offer, even with even when you factor in the bubble uh style items you can pick up in yoshi's island which lets you change into a helicopter or a mole or whatnot i i feel like the i they're both good platformers but i feel like dkc dkc2 edges it out as far as platforming gameplay uh story i mean eh there's a story to both of these and (laughs) one is charming one is kind of funny but pretty typical so eh, i'd say maybe yoshi's two irks it out a little bit but not by much because i don't really play these games for the story so i think the big question uh, unless you unless you two have anything opposing to all that gobbledygook I, gobbledygook i just went through i think the big question for me is going to come down to 
if I was to sit down and choose between both of these two, and I could only play one, this is Chris's favorite argument when I've got a, yep. it's, his, it's his favorite gavel. All right, Michael, you pick these two. Now you fucking pick. Uh, which would I play right now? I'd pick Yoshi's Island. I really would. Really? I, I would not pick it. I would not pick it in a hatred. It's not like, oh, man, it just dunks Dixie and, uh, and Diddy out of the way, no problem. It's just Nintendo has, again, this fucking trump card of we know how to do this, and it's we're going to we're gonna hit you on all levels. And I've always been Were a, both of them made by Nintendo? N- no. Uh, no, DKC's uh, rare, rare, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah. So... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it almost goes to like a, kind of like a, a, a gut feeling. I would just, I, I, I grab for this one. Would I play both of them in a heartbeat? And like we say, every list folks, will we, will we recommend any of these games? Of course they did. Not only did they make the cream of the crop for us to review them and talk about them in the year, we've picked them to be nominees for what we think are game of the year. So, uh, unless, you know, you two say different. Uh, I would def I would put uh, Yoshi's Island above DKC two. Thank you. I mean, let's be real. This is the fight for third place. So, <laughs> however you want to do it, I'll go with. Yes, you are completely right. All right, uh, Chris. Since Adam picked the first one, why don't you pick between <laughs> these next two swing sure. contenders? Which of these two? Are why not just f- go up to number two right fucking now? Let's just throw Suikoden up to number two, this and then we can get into the real fight. Good. I'm glad you picked Suikoden. Uh, yep, Suikoden came out this year, and uh, apparently, according to Adam, I'm, I have him quoted on paper, uh, Suikoden's a piece of garbage. So Damn. I don't know what why. The fuck? He- <laughs> what the hell did they... What kind of <laughs> drunken torture session did you have, man? <laughs> Say it or I'll fucking shoot. So, for those that you know, maybe are following along this. Uh, this is maybe your first episode, or maybe you just forgot the review. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Sweet Coden, PlayStation RPG, and listen to the games it beats out pretty pretty easily. Destruction Derby, followed by Command and Conquer, then DKC two, and then Super Mario World two, Yoshi's Island. Uh, kind of unfair on several levels. Uh, this is uh, so Command and Conquer, the one that you picked here, uh, Adam. Do you know if this was a PC release or PlayStation release or, or what? I believe the PC release was in '95. Okay, okay. So, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter either, Chris, because man, Destruction Derby is a, a fucking PlayStation game as well. But yeah. this is an RPG, uh, 1995 release. And my God, is it an RPG? I was one of the fortunate people that I did not know what the hell this game was. It was a, a favor kind of happenstance of why I even played this game. And it has stuck with me all these years. Its sequel is on my top 15 of all time uh, personal wall. Uh, Adam. Mm. Sell us on Sweet Code and tell us why this game just shot the fuck up here on the top of the list like it did. Well, because it's not a fucking platformer. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> so it's got that going for it automatically. <laughs> right after that, uh, man, you got, when you're thinking about Suicoden, you, the, 
the main selling point for this game when you hear people talk about it is that it's got a giant cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Well, the, this cast of characters wouldn't be as good if they weren't at least as fleshed out as they are. It's easy to take a giant cast of characters and have them have one very um, flat, you know, kind of personality. But in Suicoden, you actually get a little bit of development with each one of these characters. Um, <clears throat> you have uh, little side quests and little little intricate little plots that go on back and forth and progress as the game goes on. The game takes an interesting magic system, uh, an interesting battle system. I name another game where you get six party members simultaneously and combines that with some of the, you know, uh, most interesting and unique music that you can find. It's got a, it's really just, it's, it hits on all fronts. This game is very memorable. It's got a very memorable story. It's got multiple ways of fighting, everything from duels to party fights to war fights. Uh, it's got betrayal, sadness, loss. Uh, you know, you have the elation of victory. You have these funny moments with friends. Game is just awesome. Yep. Not to mention, it's got a couple of little side games thrown in there just to mess with you. And, you know, it's it's really fun collecting. You get the kind of Pokemon vibe where you're like, I got to find all these people to fill up this giant list of names. Mm-hmm. Got to keep, you know, I know there's somebody out there that I haven't found yet. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it just, there's so much good stuff. And on the, uh, so much good stuff. On that note, something that I didn't, didn't even mention with the same thing with Yoshi's Island and DKC2 is that there is, there are hidden things in Sweet Coden. There, there are story missions in this game. There are story, there are hidden story moments that completely impact something that would happen earlier that happened earlier in the game and if you know if you if you do the right things and know how to do them or you just do them on accident or whatever you can get a whole new story thing of unlocked it can add a whole new ending to something that you thought was already finished um it is a stellar RPG. It is a masterpiece. Now this is something I, I get that this is Sweet Code is going to be a victim of its time. In in time, Sweet Coden will be a victim of its time. We're gonna have yes. RPGs in the future. Mass Effect is a good example. Uh, I mean, there uh, Persona Five is another example. You're gonna have RPGs where you have more than 100 people that directly impact the story, and they have more than you know five six lines of dialogue to fill it out. Mm-hmm. We're talking multiple multiple lines. That era is coming. We don't have that yet. So, and even when we do, you're going to have to look back at Sweet Coden at the time it came out, when it came out, and and take it for what it is. Yes, every character has a little bit of dialogue. That doesn't mean they get 14 narrative paragraphs of explaining, you know, their backstory and and their connection to the other to 14 other random people. But they have enough in they took the time to give to you flesh so, them out. to give you something to actually care about them. Other than, oh, mm-hmm. hey, their sprite looks different than the townsfolk. Obviously, I need them. <laughs> it's like, why is this cook here? Why is this blacksmith up in this place by himself? What, why is this guy in this cave? He's like a fucking master magician. What is he doing here? They'll give you that. They'll give you that. 
God, I hate that dude. From the music to the 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 choice to have sprites for the graphics, the story, the multiple ways of battling, just everything about Sweet Coden. Yeah, I mean, if we're speaking just on Sweet Coden's merit alone, of course it beats out all of these. Now again, yep. looking at Mari at Yoshi's Island cuz I know a lot of speedrunners are going to hear are going to hear this and go you guys are fucking nuts. I get that it's two different genres. I do. And I know Yoshi's Island is good, but as far as a masterpiece of sitting on a throne of gaming greatness, Yoshi's Island deserves to be in the room. Sweet Coden deserves to be on the seat. That's just my opinion. But now we come down yeah. to the to the fun part of the night. Uh <laughs> the last game on the list for 1995, Chrono Trigger. Obviously, obviously, it, if you paid attention to it anything... It goes in the number one slot, so uh, let's well, just go no, ahead and well, end the episode. Uh, hold on now. <laughs> hold on. Uh, if you've listened to anything we've ever said on any podcast before, that's out of me or Chris or Adam. Uh, we've even had specific episodes that have kind of dealt with this a little bit. Uh, you know Chrono Trigger is going to go to the top of most of these lists anyway. But once it gets to the top, we have to decide what is going to be the video game, the end of time cast game of the year for 1995. Is it Sweet Coden or is it Chrono Trigger? Now, Adam, I know we've had an episode kind of like this in the past. This is mm-hmm. uh, we've we've kind of been down this road before. But and and a little little behind the scenes for Chris. Unfortunately, he wasn't there. And don't don't we we, tr- we I try to cut the conversation off every chance we got, so we didn't get too far. But Adam and I had a little bit of behind the scenes discussion about this shit, and I was appalled how easily you threw Sweet Coden off this ladder. You were like, no, nah, yep. Chrono Trigger just walks up and just pimp slaps Sweet Coden out of the way. I don't think it's that easy. I don't. Oh, it, it is. It gets. It gets that that easy that quick. Before before I utterly annihilate you on this discussion, Chris. Oh, okay. Chris, yeah. give me some of your personal thoughts on this fucking battle of not not only ninety five game but RPGs. Yeah. So I I have never played Chrono Trigger to completion. I have played it, mm-hmm. um, but I have played Suikoden. To completion more than once. Um, I've 100 percent it, um, and overall, I'd say I enjoyed myself with Suikoden more. Um, I get the good things about Chrono Trigger, but I haven't personally experienced them, so I'm a bit uh, I'm a bit biased in that aspect, you know. Yeah. So I think if if we're just being fair. I think if we're just being just only talking fairness, since Adam and I both have played both of these games multiple times apiece, it's going to be up to us brandishing blades at each other and coming to a decision. <laughs> I didn't honestly, Adam, I really didn't think it was going to be this way. I thought me and you were going to have like a slam bam discussion for about 20 minutes. And you were like, nah, man, oh. Sweet Coden's fucking done. And I'm like, man, you can't dismiss that game like that so easy. Oh, I, I can. Chrono Trigger. I can. Then let's do it. Let's go. Because I've been waiting all so fucking me, day. Give me your, I let off last time. Now it's your go. If we're going category by category. 
Okay. Let's, let's do it category by category. That's, if, that's the best way because, to do it. Because, okay, because this is something Adam pulled out of the woodworks. He remembered because, Chris, you know, I don't have a memory. He said that we already had this discussion before on a previous episode, as in me and Adam. It was our very first episode of the End of Time cast. Actually, it wasn't. Zero was, but zero doesn't exist currently. Uh, our very first episode was top five RPGs. Now, funny thing about this is this was not a top. This was Adam's and Michael's top five RPGs. Not only was it top five RPGs, it was done by categories. So what was my number one RPG as far as graphics is concerned? What is What was what was Adam's number one RPG as far as sound design goes, etc., etc.? Yeah. And yeah, Sweetcoden didn't make any of those lists, unfortunately. Uh, did I have to go back and listen? I don't, I, I don't think Sweetcoden two did either. I feel I'm feeling really iffy. I'm, about it's, that. It made one of mine. I burned Sweetcoden two early. Yeah, you sure did. That's right. So I I'm, it sound, yeah. I believe. I'm yeah, saying I that. I'm saying all this uh, is also like an. Er- we're not even done with the topic yet, but just to throw an early spoiler out there for the audience. A little bit of pre-Christmas tease. We, as the end of time, are going to readdress episode one. And I say that, but we're not we're not technically doing it because we are going to do an actual uh, top RPG list. We're not doing categories. We're just having Adam pick his and me pick mine and 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 Chris pick his. Or we could do in a time cast top ten RPGs. I say all this because he made a statement that blew my he blew my fucking mind. I had to go back and listen to it, and it was pretty much true. But he said, "Yeah, man, Sweet Coden didn't even make it in, in in the end of time cast top ten RPGs." And I'm like, "Man, yes, of course it does. This game trumps so many other RPGs on graphics. Number one." picks sprites because it knows sprites are good it has a pseudo 3d world with a sprite based look to it it's set on playstation 32-bit graphics so not only do the characters look good but the magic effects look good uh the summoning effects look good the only place that i would that i would give you that it looks like all right you guys probably could have put a little more effort was in the overworld the the big battles the epic battles because the actual little sprites on the screen look kind of meh but again they're Mm -hmm. representing little bitty sprites in a gigantic battle they did the best and that's fine sound design come on man again sony playstation symphonic music that classic playstation konami style to it so many great themes across so many towns and castles and overworlds and epic moments that happen all themed all fit just properly and even right now, I could stop because you can say the same thing about Chrono Trigger, but you said make my case. So I'm trying to make my case. Story. Yeah. Okay. Chrono Trigger has a damn good story. A fucking solid story, especially one that, that handles time travel and does time travel well. Sweet Coden, you made the argument for me. There's 108 characters in that game, and all of them have story to them and a good chunk of them have a lot of story combined with political intrigue combined with major loss combined with friendship and 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 uh, camaraderie and and building a castle together and recruiting people we need to fuck the empire like it's so many so many good story elements to this and the only tropey thing about it would be that i'm a bad guy let me fucking turn into a golden god quite literally 
still done very well. Not done as good as Sweet Coden 2, but still, it was the first. It was done really well. Uh, gameplay. Again, you made a case, man. You got six characters on the field. Most of those, uh, as long as, they, as they're connected some way, they can unite together and have uh, special attacks. Uh, this is standard fare otherwise. Much like Chrono Trigger, though, you got attack, you got item, you got spell or whatever. Uh, yeah, I really like the rune system. That's, and yeah, the rune system itself is also nice. That's not to include the one-on-one battle system, not to include the overworld large-scale fights. Just There's multiple ways to have uh, a fights in Suikoden, and they're done very well. They're driven by not only the action itself and the gameplay itself, they're driven by story. Uh, yeah, man, this game is not something to just shrug off, and I think it contends up there with, Suik- with, uh, with Chrono Trigger. You're gonna make you make what you did is I'm I'm sitting here with the pistol in my hand. You're giving it the puppy dog guys, but I'm still pulling the trigger. Okay, (laughs) graphics, PlayStation One era graphics. I'm so fucking sorry. Go look at the goddamn box art for City Code. Stop. Just fucking stop and put it up against the Kira Toriyama's fucking art. No, no, that's not even a matter of personal preference. Give it to a hundred people. I guarantee. Guarantee most people prefer a Toriyama style of art to that fucking monstrosity. Oh, and it popped oh. up in every text box. Your disdain. In every text box. Your oh, disdain man. is what I makes have to, me have I have to, I have to keep this. I have to keep this fire or I can't talk this shit. All right. So. <laughs> Noted. All right. Let's go. Fucking the goddamn graphics. Yeah, they're okay. Are they the best Sprite Race graphics? No. In fact, you want to see the best Sprite Race graphics? Look over to Chrono Trigger. That's a fucking man. Yeah, Breath of Fire 3's up there. You can fuck that with Chrono Trigger. You can't fucking put Sui Coden next to that shit. Oh, man. You couldn't even move in eight directions in Sui Coden. Good fucking God, man. You move at right angles. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) I mean, I love Suicoden. You're going to make me fucking shit on it? Yeah. The battle system. Really? So you can do United Attacks with one, maybe two, three, four fucking, you know, different little sets of combinations and stuff like that. And a lot of them are rehashes. A lot of them are. You got, okay, every single one of the Smiths, if you bring all the fucking Smiths, jump up there and do the same animation one more time. They improved this later on in the series. They really did. And it's fucking great. But it, it compares to fucking Chrono and Frog doing like four or five different moves together each. Mm-hmm. You know, and each of them fitting their personality. Okay, Chrono and Luca, Chrono and Meryl, Chrono, Meryl, and Luca. And, and you know, get you get into Robo and Ayla and fucking just different little combinations of them back and forth and sideways. You're... Chrono Trigger encouraged experimental uh, experimentation in its battle system. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sound. Suicoden is awesome. Chrono Trigger is legendary. 
I hate it. I hate that you're making me fucking shit on the <laughs> Ford Mustang because you, you put it up next I'm to the Bugatti, making, man. I'm making, you are. You're making it. You made this listen, conversation listen, happen. I'm making you do this because of the way that you portrayed yourself whenever you. Oh, man. You were it like, fucking, it oh, fucking man. sucks. If you put these two side by side. If you side, put them next to each other, I'm going to do this. I have to. I have to do it. It's slapping the piss no, out of it, it in not. every no, fucking category. No, they look Every single category. They look look at each other and Colonel Trigger goes bruh you know I got you beat man I know you do but you know I put a hell of a fight yeah you did you did you put up a god damn, the, one of the you worst did fights good I little had. pig blam and you're like no Colonel Trigger walks up and goes and blows sweet coding off into the galaxy oh, like it's but not it's that because easy. it's not it's that easy. because you're looking at eights versus eights in every category Tens in some places versus tens across the board. No, this is you know how I'm you looking are. at it. I'm you, looking at it when as you look in, at you. You can't even remember that you couldn't walk at fucking diagonals and see code until I brought it up. Okay, you <laughs> think about the way that pe- characters walk, like with a fucking stick right up their ass, right up their ass. There is no dash unless you go get a special rune for it. I want you to okay. know. Okay, want- no, 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 no. I'm keep bringing these fucking terrible things up. Okay. Okay, go. We'll keep go, doing it. Go. All right. <clears throat> Fucking a lot of the characters, not all of them, a significant amount of them are fucking retarded. The elevator guy. Do you remember the elevator guy? Tell me the backstory of the fucking elevator guy. He likes to build elevators. I see you have something that could this have an elevator built in it. Chris, I have I showed up. This is where I am in life. I'm, I'm getting shit on because of the fucking elevator guy in Suico. You know what? I'm just sitting here caressing my Suicoden hoodie. And just letting it, you know, That's wash okay. right over me. I'm, I'm looking up over at my Suicoden 2 copy that I have sitting right across the fucking thing from me. And I fucking love it. But you know what? I'm not letting this go. Oh. <laughs> Chrono Trigger is so much better of a game in every category. Oh. Every single category. And it's if not, it's because say- you're looking at the... <sighs> You're, if I could say what? If you could just say better instead of saying so much better, as in it's like millenniums above. It's well, I mean, what you're looking at is a fucking masterpiece. A masterpiece in it is. graphics, it a is. masterpiece in gameplay, a masterpiece in music, and fuck, you want to get into the story? Fucking New Game Plus came from Chrono Trigger. It had fucking 12 different endings. Yeah. Twelve different outcomes. Mm-hmm. What were the different outcomes in Sui Coden? You get, you get two. One. Two is better. Two is better than than fucking goddamn zero. <laughs> okay, <laughs> two is better than you know your standard. Oh, it just ended this way, you know. But it's just you know it's Chrono Trigger. When I look saying. at it, when I look when I look at Chrono Trigger, it's it's just like man, I have to fight. <laughs> I have to I have to make sure that everybody knows that this game is one of the fucking legendary games that's going to be like, hey, you got to knock me off the fucking pedestal. So and so Coden comes up to the pedestal and is out of gas when it gets there. So it looks up and it goes, man, this is where I stay. I want you to know and I want you to let me finish this whole statement because I want you to know okay. this. I want you and Chris and the audience as a whole to know this. I'm sitting here in this chair, directly to the left of me on my wall, right next to me is a wall of my top 15 games of all time. Chrono Trigger is on that wall. Sweet Coden is not. 
Suicoden 2 is. By that technicality, and no, I'm not done yet, by that technicality, I'm putting Chrono Trigger over Suicoden. That's number one. Number two is for all the reasons you said. I will say, not to the extreme degree you do, I agree with what you're saying. Chrono Trigger is a masterpiece. It is a everybody from China to America. Stop. Here's an RPG. You're welcome. Masterclass of a game. But number three, I already picked Chrono Trigger to be number one for my year. I just wanted the world to hear you shit on Sweet Coden. That's I right. I wanted everybody That's right. to hear you come out here and put Sweet Coden in a mop bucket, slob it all over the ground. That's right. Fuck this game. I yeah. Uh, this is yeah. This is killing children this, part two. Yes, it is. Electric this, Boogaloo. This is. You see how quickly I drown the non favorites. <laughs> This is revenge for making me say bad things in the ba- in the day about Mega Man <laughs> X and <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. You got to put them down. Oh man. I will say that you made a statement that Chrono Trigger was tense across the board. Yep. If it was, I probably would have finished it. Well, I, I mean, don't you didn't like Dead Red Redemption 2 either, so I mean, you know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's tens across the board. I mean, you know, nines and tens, sure. Maybe eights here and there. I'd have to actually play through the game to know for sure. But yeah. what I played I'm, of I'm it, interested it wasn't where 10 out of 10 put, game. I'm, I'm interested as to where you would put Final Fantasy VI next to Suicoden. Because when you take Final Fantasy VI, it's basically the equal to, you know, Chrono Trigger game. I, I still need to play six. About. I never played through it. It got to the point. I okay. think one of the reasons right. I didn't play that one was because it got so spoiled for me that I was like, well, I know everything that's going to happen that it's kind of killed it for me. So I don't really have a firm opinion on that's six your, right that's now. That's your Christmas present to Adam. You had to play shun, both those shun. games and get, get a report. <laughs> Give a report. Shun the non-believers. All right. Uh, so when, when I look at it, I, I mean, the thing is, I, I see what Sea Coden became. Sea Coden became if you if we were talking about Sea Coden two, I couldn't shit on it this way. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, everything else was just more pop. You still couldn't fucking move diagonally, but but yeah, everything but else a, was that, twenty times better. That's a, I mean, come on, man. There's a gameplay choice here. The reason why you could move diagonals because you need more ways to either evade or directly get into contact with a physical enemy on the screen. You don't really need that in the world, that's, except for maybe overworld terrain movement. I, 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 we were well past the point of of need being a valid thing. I mean. You know, in the Atari, you didn't need to move diagonally. I know. I'm just but trying you, to help you, Sweet Coden out here, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sweet Coden, you heard okay. It enough. Right. I'm trying to pick up the pieces that you I, broke. I'm just trying to make that you I'm broke. just saying. I'm just saying. Can't fucking move diagonally. The world Can't will forever either. remember the day that you took Sweet Coden and put it in a pile of dog poo and then kicked that poo across the yard and went, Ugh. Yep, that's what it gets for stepping up to the king. So, ladies and gentlemen of the audience in the world, we have decided here as the game of, uh, as the end of time cast podcast that uh, for the nominees at the bottom, we got Destruction Derby, followed by Command and Conquer, followed by DKC2, then Yoshi's Island. Sweet Coden takes the number two, but the crowning game of 1995, another 
banner year as far as like big swinging games go. Maybe not in number, but definitely in quality is Chrono Trigger, released in 1995. Whew, man. Yeah. Good games, man. Still, all of, all these are solids, but Sweet sweet Coden is good. Chrono Trigger is a it's it's a it's a hallmark. It's whatever other expletive words you want to put around a game that you must play if you want the example of what greatness in this genre is. So, audience out there, what do you think of this uh, of our choice this year? And I remember, you know, curb your enthusiasm here. This is still our opinion. This is not saying it's empirical fact. It's not saying that it was the best by numbers or sales or popularity. I'm pretty sure Chrono Trigger was up there in most of the categories anyway, but the bigger thing that we would like from you as an audience is to know what would you pick and why? What do you think of what we picked? What do you think we thought of we said about these things? What did we leave out? What did we what did we say wrong about it? No, if you were to make your own top game of the year list, what would be at your top and why? Remember, games don't always have to be in your personal top list because of anything other than the, all I ever had devolves down to is what you feel. Uh, we've made this argument many times before, man. Your list is your list, same as our list is our list. Uh, what are the nominees that you know we talked about that you feel deserve more praise? Maybe the maybe our order's wrong. Maybe you think Command and Conquer is better than. Sweet Odin could be, could be possible. Maybe you just like <laughs> you just like RTSs that much. Maybe you took some blood force you hear, trauma. And as you hear, Adam will laugh at you, but I won't. Oh, I will. Uh, what do you think about anything we talked about this episode as a whole? Uh, maybe you want to go back to the year review of 1995 period and point out some games we didn't talk about. Maybe there's a game in there that we brought up for a year uh, in review that didn't get on this list, and you're like, man, hold on. Why did you not put Marvel vs. Capcom on here? Because that's a shame. We love to hear it. We love to hear anything and everything that you would like to tell us about what we talked about today, previous episode, gaming, anime, mu- music, movies, all that stuff. Uh, there are many ways you can get your feedback to us uh we have a facebook page you can go to facebook and search for end of time cast uh maybe f- how you found this episode right here we have an email address at end of at gmail.com that's end of timecast at gmail.com no funny numbers in there just spell it as you heard it we have a twitter page as well you can tweet us retweet us so many ways to get a hold of us uh and in the future down the road there will be many more to come uh, so yeah, we do plan on doing a actual uh, RPG list. Uh, me and the boys will sit down and decide how we want to do it. We may it may be a top five between all three of us. It may be the end of time cast as a whole doing a top top one. But yeah, I feel we definitely deserve it. We owe it to ourselves, especially with it being three of us now. Uh, tell you the truth between between you audience and me, uh, the producer, the man. I feel that any episode me and Chris did, if Adam would like to jump in and redo it again just to add his opinion, I think I have no problem readdressing that, man. Maybe you as the audience want to hear his opinion as well. Hey, Adam, episode whatever, whatever was just those two. And man, what do you think about this? So I think they're fucking dumb. 
Wait. Especially <laughs> since Chris loves RPGs and Adam loves RPGs and I love RPGs. No matter what number or situation that we do today, I think we owe it to ourselves and the audience to say, like, hey, these are the RPGs that we fucking pick. These are your go-tos. So we will be addressing Oh, you know them. they're going to get heated, too. Yeah. Uh, that's the first big announcement. The second big announcement is that uh, we got a pretty set schedule for the next few weeks. We're only going to be potentially missing one episode and even then i don't think we're going to i think uh uh during my disney trip adam and chris may be getting together on their own so it wouldn't be it'll be the very first ever no michael episode which i know adam's happy about but (laughs) (laughs) uh somebody that can't be there to tell him he's wrong all the time but i'll let chris do that uh the 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 show will go on we're pretty much set in stone for the dates but we have we we have plans in the work for next episode to be actually live here at my recording studio it's going to be all three of us for the first time ever actually in the same room doing a doing a recording together and yeah we're planning on that topic being it we're gonna we're gonna sit down and discuss our rpgs of all time and come down to some kind of concisive list for you the audience it's gonna be very interesting it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of cool having all three of us in the same spot uh so yeah look forward to that if for chance uh by chance whatever life happens and we can't do that uh so I'm kind of trying not to promise that we're going to do this, but we have plans to. But if it doesn't, hey, something came up, and I'm sure we explained why we couldn't do it in the episode. Anyway, that's going to do it for tonight's episode. And until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. Good night, everybody. Bitches. I love Sue Coden. You're going to make me fucking shit on it? Yeah.